yeah, baby. Woo! So many things are back. Not us, though. Not us. No, we had a tough... Another semi-tough week last week, but guess what? NBA's back, NHL's back. Come on, son. We're about to be hitting that that beautiful part of the year where all the stars align, and it's just hockey, football, soccer, baseball, basketball. It's going to be glorious. Love this time of year. Love it. But welcome back to the Blind Lines on Foolery Podcast Network. I'm Boone. That's Jaren. This is about to get foolish. Last week, uh, you know, we, we tried to promise a lot of things. We overpromised and underdelivered, and that's never what we want to do. But nonetheless, this is not our day job. We are doing this <laughs> as, a, as a college football couch joes. We're uh, couch coaches, and of course, we don't we don't know anything. We're just a couple of, just a couple regular guys, just calling it like we see it. Um, and we're, we're probably going to talk about a lot more of that later, but this seems to be anybody in everybody's ear. Anything can happen on a given Saturday, and uh, I'm finding that out more and more every week. I don't know. Jared, how do you feel? Yeah, no, I think this we're kind of getting to that point in the season where we're past halfway. We're reaching terminal velocity. Things are starting to just implode for certain teams, uh, certain coaches, certain people. Uh, we're kind of, kind of getting to that point, and, and that's where it gets real fun. Uh, we're, we're definitely seeing some of that already, so I'm pretty excited to talk about this week. Uh, we, we had a pretty good week this last week, four and four. Not not a great week, but not terrible. Um, oh no no no! It was it was not good by my standards. That's okay. Yeah. We're not doing that. Okay. Well, we're 31, 33, and three on the season now, so that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, this last week it, it started off a little rough with our Penn State take. Uh, I, I, I'm a little disappointed in Penn State, if we're going to be honest here. Um, 12 to 20, really this was a disgusting game of football by both sides. I don't think either one of these teams could compete against several several teams in the country right now. Um, but we'll ultimately find out soon enough. Uh, but 12 to 20, uh, end up losing by eight. They needed to, to four and a half to cover. Uh, so it was in play, uh, but but ultimately couldn't get it done. You know what? I'm going to play devil as an advocate here. I am going to say that maybe, just maybe, the defense was so damn good, it was ugly. I mean, look, look let's, let's not... I'm I'm bitterly disappointed that James Franklin, you freaking goof! God dang it, man! Every year with you, you have you have two people to worry about. That's it. Yeah. And every year, man, what what's going on? Is it yeah. the funding? Is it the coaching? What what are we doing? Why is it that this is always your speed bump? You know it's coming, and you can never. Get over it, bro. Like I'm, I'm gonna talk about him later, but buddy, like you're you're like one for what is it? Fifteen? One for sixteen now? One for seventeen? In beating Ohio State and Michigan? Like this, bro. We yeah. gotta start circling this. We gotta start taking yeah. care of this. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. No, I think I, the one thing I will give him a little bit of a pass on um, is I, I do feel like Ohio State or not Ohio State. I do feel like Penn State got a little got a little unlucky with some calls during the game. I mean, there's a pick six that gets called back because of a that was tough. That was tough. It was contact, but like the, the receiver runs up to the guy, the, the DB makes contact, and the flag's thrown so late. It was like, oh, this is gonna be pick six. I'm gonna throw this flag. It was. 
it was questionable. Uh, and so I, if that, that like completely changed the game, that was going to be, that was the entire game right there. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest here. I, I heard it got tossed around and the more I think about it, the more I probably agree with it. Um, Somebody mentioned, you know, hey, the only difference between these two teams really was Marvin Harrison. Oh, 100%. And that you, was, called, that was you, called it, you called it last week, too. You said, hey, look, Mar- Marvin's the difference. And and he was. He proved to be. Like, I mean, you take Marvin Harrison off that team, we're watching two of the exact same teams. Yeah. Just just going at each other, bludgeoning. You, I mean, you remember Bama LSU, like, what was it, 12 years ago? 13 years ago? No, no, it was 12. It was like... It was like 12 years ago, where it was just like this hyped-ass game. Like, oh my god, it's one versus two. Mid-season. This is going to be sick. SEC West, SEC West, SEC West. And then that game was, what was it? Nine to three field goals? Like, not one person yeah. scored a touch. Like that, that, was, that That's kind of what I'm getting alluding to. That's kind of probably what we would have watched. So... Yeah, I would say, look, Drew Aller, by no stretch of the imagination, had a good day. He had a, he had a horrible day. And if you're going to be the quarterback at Penn State to take him over the hump, brother, you can't be doing that. That's terrible. Now, Honestly, so here, here, here's one thing I was curious, too. Watching this game, I was like, how are these two teams that are very good, how are these the quarterbacks? <laughs> like, yeah, I am kind of shocked by that. You look around the country and there's like... 35 other quarterbacks that are much better. And with the transfer portal now, it's like you think that you could attract a, like a legitimate. Because Kyle McCord was awful. Like Harrison was almost about to like throw him like over into the stands because he was just missing him wide open like over and over and over and over again. He finally started hitting him in the second half, and that's what changed the game. But in the first half, he was like underthrowing him, throwing him behind him, throwing it over him. It was like disgusting. And I, I don't know, like. I'm like, you don't have anyone on your bench that's better than that, but I don't know. I guess, I guess they, they gave him some different looks and it confused them, but... I, yeah, I mean, I, they're, look, they're both very good defenses. They just are. Um, but yeah, I just... Well, we'll talk more about James later, but James, you're letting me down, son. I hyped you up all, all season, dog. All off season, this season, and you're letting me down. Yeah. It's not over, but mm, damn it, you didn't make it easy for yourself. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll get a bounce back against Michigan. We'll see. Uh, Washington State at Oregon. Uh, so this one was a twenty-point uh, favorite here for Oregon, and we we took the twenty or we gave the twenty and said Oregon was going to cover. We got backdoor. We got backdoor. And the crazy thing is, like this first half ended thirteen to seven. Oregon was only up by four. Came out in the second half, dominated, and then with fifty-two seconds left, less than a minute, they Washington State down by twenty-two scores. Uh, scores and, and, and goes for two point conversion and ends up ends up covering there. Uh, so that was unfortunate. It definitely was a backdoor. It felt like that that could have gone either way for us, but uh, ultimately they just didn't come out hot, and that's what ultimately caused them to to get backdoor there in the end. Uh, Tennessee at Alabama. This one was a true tale of two halves. I told uh, you. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little shocked Alabama actually climbed out of that because you just I just thought they were going to lay down. To be honest, I'll be that. honest. Yeah, 21 to seven. I was shocked. And yeah. then second half, I went. Oh, there we go. That's well, and the crazy thing is, like, we were we had, we had Tennessee giving eight and a half points. So I'm like, all you have to do is just not lose by eight and a half. Like, and you're up by thirteen at halftime. Like, yeah. easy cover. Like, I literally marked it in our book. I'm like, oh, cover that. And Alabama just came out and just whipped them. Uh, ultimately, winning twenty to thirty four. I think this is where, if you're Tennessee, like, brother, you get what, how how many points? Did, what was it unanswered? It was 26. so. 
Yeah, so in the second half, it was uh, – how many points is that? So it was 20-7 to 7 at halftime, and they end up scoring – the game ended 20-34. to 34. So, yeah, 20 – or, yeah, 27, 28. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not, not, not looking good. All, all unanswered, too. You didn't do a damn thing in the second half. Hypo, this is that hypo I was telling you about. He's starting to rear his little ugly head. Mm. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, he already he already showed it against Florida. That was still an embarrassing loss. Um, yeah. But but Florida's looking a little better. We'll talk about that. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. This was a no take for us. Just three and a half points. Oklahoma State ended up uh, actually covering and winning here pretty comfortably. Forty eight to thirty four. Yeah, they're, they've turned around the the, the good old. Good the old gunner play? Yeah. The trigger play? No, no, he didn't play. Trigger nor Winchester played either? No, 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 no. Oh, oh damn it! Yeah. Jaden Bray. Uh, Gundy, I know you got more of them in that, in that closet, dog. Bring out the Gundy boys. Yeah. So, uh, and then in, into the night games, we got TCU at K-State. Another no-take for us. Um, we said K-State <laughs> should be favored by six and a half here. They end up winning 41-3. to TCU say it should have been a take. Should have been a huge take. Nothing. We Nothing screwed up. Yeah. So ultimately, this. I honestly, the biggest story for this is like that. Just this. Colorado kind of already lost their shine, but now like that was that was their marquee win, and this is it's gone now. <laughs> so I'll be honest. Like this is kind of what I've ex- I expected from TCU. I really did. Like Sonny Dykes is a he's a decently good coach, but dude, they had like twenty plus seniors, super seniors, really on that team last year. It was like it was a stars aligned moment. Because, honestly, I believe Chandler Morris was supposed to be the starter last year. Gets hurt. Duggan comes in. And so, like, you're basically playing with a backup all year. And he's just, like, having a super senior moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they rip off what they rip off. Which, yeah. you know, to get past Michigan nowadays is, oh, well, that's we'll talk about that. But, yeah, hey, we'll, that was we'll quite the accomplishment. Yeah, um, we, will, we will talk about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I think, like, this, this is the TCU team I expected. So, I, I'm not terribly shocked by this. I thought they were... Paper Tigers the whole time, but mm. we'll see. So next game we had Duke at FSU. Um, ultimately, this game was pretty close until the fourth quarter when FSU kind of just overcame and just dominated. I think they just wore Duke down and finally just said, "Close the door here." Uh, end up covering. Covered. Uh, yep. Covered. Yeah. End up winning I by eighteen. I told you that was a take. I told you. <laughs> yeah. No, we said we said seventeen and a half to eighteen, and it was eighteen ultimately. So I think we were pretty spot on there. Um, it was a little different looking than I think everyone expected. Uh, Riley Leonard ended up playing, which was really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, actually kept the game kind of close. I'm a little annoyed about the Riley talking point that came out about, like, oh, well, Duke was winning before he went out. And uh, let's be honest, he was 7 for 16 in the game before he was out for a total of 69 yards and only ran I mean, for 13. Let, all right, let, let's be honest here. If Leonard's in... Do they score that touchdown? Maybe. Probably so. So that's a bigger hole to climb out of. But I still surely believe, like, Jordan started running in the second half. That was the difference in the game. It started opening up a lot more. And like you said, they wore him down. I still think Florida State wins. Now, is it by 18? Probably not. But yeah, they still they still win. I also, like, like I, I offense was not really doing much. Outside of the run game, which I don't really, to figure out. I don't really agree with the talking point that he, he they would have scored because the, he, ultimately he got sacked, he got dominated there. It was an awkward face mask, like 
he was going to get sacked regardless of a face mask. And so if you take that away, they don't get anywhere near the red zone. I think they were on the 30, 40 yard line. If it was going to be a big sack, they're going to be behind the chains. They really weren't moving the ball all night. I mean, literally, FSU spotted them 10 points between going forward on their own, like, 30-yard line. And Which, then, good God, Mike, what the – what is yeah, that? No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's if you're an FSU fan, you're upset about that. I'm still upset about it. But at the end of the day, like, you spot them three points there, then obviously you have a really weird pick six that Travis throws. That I, I honestly don't even really blame anyone there. It was the right throw. I mean, it just happened to kind of be an awkward yeah, – it It's a football play. Yeah, and it just happened. And it, just, it happened to bounce up straight in the air to a Duke defender, and he just caught it and ran it in. So – uh, I'm not going to really – I was just kind of like, oh, that sucks. But you, if you don't spot those 10 points, you end up winning this game, yeah. you know, 10 to 38. That's a ass-whooping. So there's really not much to say there, uh, if we're going to be honest. So um, ultimately, I think I think FSU just have, keeps proving that in the second half. They just – they can go deep with any team and wear teams down. And, and they have not really – no one's been able to score on them in the second half outside of Boston College, which – you know, there's a lot of reports of that being a flu game, and ultimately Boston College only scored 13 points on offense in the second half. Anyways, um, they they started that kick return, which wasn't on the defensive side of the ball. So, you, you know, outside of that, LSU, Clemson, Duke, Southern Miss, and Virginia Tech and Syracuse, all of those games, they've actually scored as many points as they've given up total in all of those games combined. Well, uh, the I defense think this, has. I think so, the theme for this year amongst everybody is: look, it doesn't matter how pretty it looks, just win. Over oh, 100%. 100%. That goes for every team. So, uh, speaking of uh, just winning, Utah pulling it off here. Uh, plus seven. They end up winning here, uh, 34-32. So, that was a win for us as well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't have the sound clip, and I, I should have pulled it. But have you heard the, the broadcast call from the USC, like, play-by-play radio host about the, the end of the game here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And He's just, I'm, like, I'm going to further say no comment. Because okay. I, I I have myself a special moment. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I know it, it's funny when it's like even your own like state run media essentially is just like awkwardly like eye rolling <laughs> about the defense. But <laughs> and, uh, and here he goes. He runs down the sideline to the forty, to the thirty-five, to the thirty, to the twenty. Yep, Utah has converted. Yep. <laughs> and he's going to come out for a field goal. And yeah. if he wins, if he kicks this through the middle, he they win. Uh, it's up and right down. Look at that, right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> USC uh, falters. It's just, just incredible. Yeah. Speaking of disappointment, uh, Clemson here, Miami uh, at or Clemson goes to Miami. Uh, we took. We were in the <laughs> boy. Is that? Is that the color of disappointment? Miami that shade, that shade of orange. Did we take Miami here, or we took Clemson? No, no, we took Clemson. That's what I thought. Okay, I, yeah. I had it written down wrong. I, I had didn't... a little too much faith between one doofus of the other, and uh, yeah, oh boy, it was wild here too. Like Tyler Van Dyke, we talked about him potentially being injured. Yeah, Tyler being out was my big thing. I was like, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, and Emory. To be fair, Emory Williams backup was is definitely not that guy. Uh, at least in no, that he's game, he's not that guy, which is crazy because I thought Jacurry like they didn't even give Jacurry Brown the nod. Yeah, so uh, ultimately Clemson still can't get it done. They were up 17-7 to seven at halftime, and then mm. in fourth quarter, or third quarter at the end, and fourth quarter, uh, Miami scores 10 points unanswered, ties it up 17-17, and then they go into overtime. Uh, ultimately, yeah, wild overtime. Um, field goals in the first overtime, second overtime, uh, Miami starts with the ball, goes for it, uh, ends, up, ends up getting the two-point conversion once they score the touchdown. 
and then uh, of course Clemson comes out and gets down to to the inch line essentially, uh, and uh, fourth and inches. Call run up the middle, and the quarterback uh, Cade just decides. I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep this myself and try and outrun. And he decided that he came out and owned that. He said, "I did that. I oh, yeah. chose to keep." Oh yeah, was and like, son, why? He did, and 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 here I have a little, I have a little something for you here that we can uh, we can we can listen to. This is a uh, Dabo after the game specifically talking about this. It's just really disappointing in the last play. I mean, it's a give all the way. It's not even. It's just yeah. It's it's disappointing. You know, just trying to do too much. So I'm gonna have to agree a little bit. I, and that's the thing. I don't know why he's saying that, but like, no. Well, that's the thing. Is like, you don't want you shouldn't roll your roll your starting quarterback because you basically just saying, hey, he completely disobeyed us, and I'm I'm going so far out on a limb to say, not only did he disobey us, I'm gonna tell the country that he disobeyed us, and that's essentially why we lost. Is is quite the quite the statement, especially. Two, there's two things to this. One, that's that's you you have a huge culture problem, um, and and I don't know how can you how can you start him again? How can you put him back out there? Like I, I don't know. I mean, unless you literally have nothing else on the bench, like I don't know how you can put him out there. It's like I mean, maybe hey, you send a message, maybe you sit him and send a message. I think you definitely sit him for at least ha- a half if you if you yeah. But uh, I, but then two, how bad does your culture have to be where your starting quarterback doesn't trust you? In, when the game's on the line, like I don't trust that you your play call is probably the right play call. Probably when he calls. does that, probably when he sits there and like, like what kind of fatherly crap is that? Son, you deliberately disobeyed me, and I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but you're gonna you're gonna have to take the brute force of this one. And, I mean, yeah, and it's the like weight of your you, deception. It's just, it's just, I guarantee you, this isn't the first time he's he's kind of gone away from. I mean, there was the end of the Florida State game where he. They kind of rolled him and said, like, he shouldn't have thrown that screen uh, that got blown up in overtime. Uh, he, they should have given it, and it was more of a, a RPO, and he had the choice. But basically, he shouldn't have done it, and it was kind of kind of odd that they rolled him. But th- this is starting to become a big problem from them, and I just don't – I don't know how you get to a point where your captain and your starting quarterback is just completely disobedient and <laughs> – in a in a way that he, he just tells you there's no trust in that coaching staff, which is crazy how far they've fallen so quickly uh, in, in one season, really. So um, we'll we'll continue here. Minnesota at Iowa. So we we took the under here. Honestly, I don't even remember what the under was, but it clearly covered because there was it only hit, baby. 24 it points deliciously. <laughs> 24 points scored in this game. It was 30 and a half. We were so good. Yeah. I, I do feel a little bit for Iowa here uh, because oh, of the, my heart goes out. The punt. I will say, I'm, I'm. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but no, it, no, it's not a hot take. That I, was not a fair catch. I thought it was. What? Okay, it is a hot take. What are you talking about? Because I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, brother, he's waving him off. He's like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. But it wasn't like a. It wasn't a kill wave. It was like a out to the side, and like I'm gonna like kind of do this like like almost like. Arm circles, and that's more of in, like of a fair catch. And technically, anything above, at your shoulder or above of waving is is a fair catch. And he had his arm straight out by his shoulder and was waving in circles. It, I know if you know football, you know that that was clearly not a a, a fair catch. 
call. Also, apparently, there's a there's a rule where is when you call poison, basically, and you do the, the the wave and get away, you can't pick up the ball and advance it. So regardless, it wouldn't have really mattered. Uh, he shouldn't have been able to advance it, and they just got another rules. But it, it is a little tough to see. Um, but I'll, I'll take it all day for for the purpose of our hitting the under. Uh, <laughs> Even if they scored, I think we're still hitting the under. It's just yeah. it's just tough. To watch that be the way you lose. Oh, for sure. Did you see – so in the Tennessee game, this happened too. Did you see this? It was even crazier. So in the Tennessee game, they uh, – <laughs> it was during a kickoff. The, the, the first-line blocker that, that's right up against the, the kicking team, Tennessee's uh, first-line blocker, he – when he turned around and, and started running back towards, uh, towards you know, the, 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 the catching side of the team – to, to go back and block, he put his arm in the air to wave, kind of like point towards like one side of the field, and technically that's no. calling a fair catch, and they called it on him. They no. called it on him in that game. Yeah, and it's like everyone that watches football knows that's clearly he's not calling a fair catch. It's way over his head and past him. So it's like, Darryl, but, see, this is but this it's is the part the, with refs that pisses me off. Like, it's a little law though. So it's shit. like it, it's like it, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you can't you gotta know not to do that. To be fair, so I, I will say, uh, as much as Iowa fans want to be mad, like to be fair, like your guy, you guy did something that he, he clearly was. You could argue is is fifty fifty, but by the letter of the law, he definitely didn't. He, he definitely called a fair catch but by the letter of the law. So, um, and the funny thing is, like if he would have if he would have done that, like the exact same motion and got hit, they would have been complaining and saying he called a fair catch. So it's like it goes both ways, but. We'll just that's just how it goes. But I just think it's hilarious that that happened to, to Iowa, and it also happened to Tennessee earlier in the in in, in the day. Same day, yeah. Uh, and then of course we have to touch on this: the Cheeks game of the week, uh, Pitt at Wake. We we were on Pitt's side here, bro. Uh, and we we no, decided no, 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 we were on Wake's side. No, 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 we were on Pitt's side. But remember, we said you know what with the Cheeks game, we're just going the opposite. So we ended up taking Wake. And, <laughs> and as Wake, tough as this was for Pitt. Man, oh man, am I just completely ready to just be like, yeah, I, I guess I'm just not trusting my cheeks instincts anymore. <laughs> it is incredible. For those of you who didn't see, Pitt had the game in hand. It was 17 to 14, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Or 17 13? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. You're wrong. 17 14. Yep. Pitt. Goes from their own, let's call it twenty eight thirty five, something around that time. Yeah, their side of the field. Their side of the field. It's third down. They run it. Guy starts the slide at the first down marker. I mean, he's on. He's hell. He's even past it. Slides. That's it. That's game. We're inside uh, two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, damn it, Wake, you, you you really let this one slip away. What, what's this? The ref marks it behind the line. No! No! What are we doing? Also, the best part is, like, dude, you could have easily ran another, like, ten yards. And yeah, there was no one down out of bounds. Like, it, you didn't need to slide. That's the funniest part. That's the it. worst part. And so, obviously, now they have to punt it. They're in their own, like, you're not going for it fourth and one in your own, like, 30, 35. Like, I mean, what? I mean, we all saw what happened with Miami. You know? So, I mean, hell, even Florida State was doing that crap. So, I mean, just they punt it away. Wake marches down the field, scores a touchdown with, like, 12 seconds left. 
Wink, wink. Mm. Yeah. The greatest irony in all of this is Pitt is the reason that this slide rule was created. <laughs> and they lose by yeah, two. And it happened against, against Wake. Wake. It happened yeah. against Wake. In the ACC championship, uh, back when Kenny Pickett did the, 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 yeah, fake, the fake slide, slide. And then ran into the end zone. Yeah, that changed the rule. It that's was hilarious. A way. It was that's a, a tough true. Way to watch Pitt that's a true play. wake. Like it doesn't count as much because obviously it's not the ACC championship, and neither of these teams are playing for anything right now. But right. like, it's a true, just hilarious way to. to what to a way to win the cheeks! I got off. Also, I was, I was Wake, Wake ended up scoring with seven seconds left and no timeouts. And I'm I'm fairly certain their tight end's knee was down before he got in the end zone. But that's neither here nor there either. They kind of got. <laughs> We better hold on to our buttholes this week against Wake because the the, ACC, the ACC officiating over the past few weeks has really just been absolute midseason top tier form. They they really love these screw ups, bro. Uh, so let's just hope there's not some sleepy little game waiting for us in Winston Salem. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what what a conclusion to the week. We got off the train. We're victors against the cheeks. <laughs> not anymore, cheeks. You can't get me like that. I I oh. So excited. Love it. Well, with all of those things being said, I think it's appropriate to talk about the things that we learned. Mm. The more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, you just in the know. It's things we learn, the things we learn. God, it's fantastic every time. Well, so for the things we've learned, uh, I'll tell you what I learned. This year is pretty wide open. I mean, good heavens, brother. It seems like it's very Georgia, Michigan, and everybody else, but let me tell you something. I don't even think that's a guarantee anymore. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Michigan. I don't know. If any of you guys who pay attention, I mean, Michigan's been in the news lately. Don't know. Don't know why. But, you know, we'll, we'll bring it up. Um, and then Georgia just. They seem like they can flex their muscle when they need to, but I don't know. Like, Missouri last year, like, kind of had them in the crosshairs for a second. You're like, oh, South Carolina kind of did it earlier this year. Hell, Auburn did it. And now you're walking into a rivalry game at a neutral site against a team who, like, kind of looked like they wanted to quit. Maybe not. They're not really there. Like, what what are they? And that's a dangerous team to play against, is it? What the hell are you? And they've got a lot of what for and don't care. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of, brother, I had to admit it, they're kind of a torpedo right now. They're a little torpedo-y, that, that UF squad. So, um, yeah, I mean, you never know. Uh, n- point number two. Oh, Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. It was glorious. Iowa, your magical little run of uh, playing nothing but defense and special teams and absolutely zero offense. Um, it's 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 done. The, the the gig is up. The jig is up. There's no more charade, uh, whatever you want to call it. Brian Ferentz, you were gosh, you were my favorite, buddy. Getting the updates every weekend, especially after you guys won, and just seeing you fall very even shorter and shorter and shorter of your goal. <laughs> And but just still seeing the wins rack up with a possible berth in the Big Ten, you know the national, the Big Ten national championship, the Big Ten championship. Oh, I'd be remiss if I were to tell you that wasn't one of my favorite things to root for. Um, 
But sadly, I think that loss to Minnesota probably finally, you know, took you out behind the shed and I don't know. They, they, shot they, I think they're, they're still in it, maybe. We'll see. It's looking like Wisconsin at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, but Wisconsin could easily slip up. I, I wouldn't be shocked there. Uh, they could. I don't know, but I don't, it's Iowa, I see there's, there's probably another game coming down the line here where I was just going to, come on, Brian, we need points. And he goes, I can't. Yeah. I think they finally reached like it's impossible to catch up. So I think it's almost like dead. It's like yeah, they're they're just, they're so far behind. It's not involved. I think they had to score like forty points a game. They're begging Cooper to John to get out there. Just, hey, come on, return more punts, buddy. <laughs> get more pick sixes. We need <laughs> That's why they're really upset about that that punt return. Yeah, they're they're single handedly going to try to get one of their corners, if not their punter, into the Heisman race. And that that was what I was here for. I was really here for it. Just, just tough. Uh, and speaking of people who are definitely out of it, USC. Mm. Mm. It's tough, you know. Seeming like you're full of a bunch of prima donnas and sickos. Prima donnas because you got people who are sitting here talking about. I don't listen to sheep. I'm a lion. I want equity and NFL teams. I'm, I'm the biggest thing that has hit this side of Hollywood. And my shit don't stink. And son, you can't get equity in any NFL team because you're already owned. Kyle Whittingham owns your ass, son. You can't get a single dub over this guy. They are dialed. They didn't even have Cam Rising and they got it done. And then on top of that, oh, everybody watch out. We got a little bit of an Urban Meyer situation out there with Lincoln Riley. The man didn't show up to work after that loss because he was sick. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Sound the alarms! We got some prima donnas and sickos out there in Trojan country. They're already talking about wanting to fire his ass, which is incredible. What a way to hit the panic button! But uh, yeah, that's, those are the things I've learned. Yeah, I, I will say too. Like, there's a lot of uh, anti news coming out with Caleb Williams. Like, the national media is jumping on him now, and I don't know if I've ever seen a Heisman candidate come back to college for another season uh, and and not have, like, just have a complete fall from grace like this. Like, what we're seeing right now, like, he, he, all these stats are coming out now that they haven't won any of these big games. It says, you know, like a lot of national media, like, people that aren't even following USC very closely, but they're just kind of saying, like, hey, he's had two total touchdowns and three interceptions and ten sacks against top 25 opponents. Yeah, not good. No, not good at all. Tip of the cap should have been last year that, like, again, couldn't beat Utah. Yep, averaging 227 yards against top 25 opponents. Not to take away from Willie Fritz and Tulane, but then you lose to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. What what, what are we doing? Yeah. It's just, yeah, like, there were some moments at Oklahoma where you're like, wow, really? But... The, the guy has never yeah. won a conference championship. Well, the story was like, you're going to waste this generational talent because you don't have a defense. Well, the truth is, like, your generational talent, and we kind of talked about it after Notre Dame game. I'm like, dude, he threw three picks that, you know, they probably weren't going to stop Notre Dame either either way. But, like, one, we kind of know what Notre Dame is. Not that special. And two, like, he he's not playing well. Uh, he's not playing like a person that you're going to take and give equity stock in your <laughs> in the draft. Which is what I was saying. Like, did, did somebody in that PR team? Because come on, there's got to be one. Also, Who the hell was like 
Oh yeah, dude, you should definitely ask for equity. And you like, do that you know, after like, laying an egg, and then you then lay another egg the following week to a worse yeah. team. <laughs> like, yeah, like go go beat Utah's ass, and then be like, hey yo, like a Cam Rising led Utah, a non-blemished, undefeated Cam Rising led Utah team. Go beat their ass, and you're undefeated. Then go, hey, balls on the table, dog. I want equity. Okay, I think that's a little chauvinist, but at least you showed me, hey, this guy can get over the hump. Don't not do anything, and then just be like, I mean, I don't know, like, college ball's kind of below me. What? Like, what? Oh, dude, I'm so done with these jokers. I, I forgot almost how much I dislike when USC is good. Yeah. And now I've been, yeah. I've been quickly reminded within a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you called it with the boneyard for sure. That put us in. in oh, trust me, we will talk about that. <laughs> Any uh, anything else you learned this week? No, that's it for me. What do you got, guy? So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with uh, the coaching still matters. However, mm. since there's oh, yes. there's yes. just who's, who's up there's, to bat? There's too many. There's too many bat. Okay. There's so many things going on. There, and what I've kind of learned is, like I said at the beginning, we're reaching terminal velocity. We're, there's just so much <laughs> flying through this. The, the these the, are ludicrous. Speeds. The nonsense of college football that, like, even the teams that don't matter, there's just so much fun going on. So I, I'm there's too much to look at every week. There's too many things to go on. So what we're going to do is we're going to break it down and we're going to look at a lot of it. Let's uh, let's let's jump into this intro for this 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 new segment. I'm calling the "Look at It" segment. Oh, first thing I do is I say, "Would y'all look at this?" That's right. Let's look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you're good. Like yeah. you should not be handing this football off. Like I don't know what Miami is doing. That's it. Right, right, right. Oh, would you look at that. A disappointing loss for us, obviously. Um, congratulations to Virginia. Oh, go figure. Look at that. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're 6-1 and one, and that it's one of the best records that we've ever had at this school at this point. Oh, look at that. That's nice and shiny. You should not be running the football. I mean, it, it is, it, you should be taking a knee. Right, right, right. It's just really disappointing in the last play. I mean, it's good you know, all the way. It's not even it's just, it's, it's just funny. You know, just trying to do too much. Oh, where is he? I'd like to look at him. Oh, look at that. What an idiot. got to look at it that's all you can do anymore is that so, is that ed yeah ed? little bass master for us oh yeah oh yeah there's so many things to look at um so we're, we're going to be looking at a lot of things this week uh, and we touched on it a little bit there uh in, in the intro uh but we, we we the first thing we have to look at we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it right here oh look at that <laughs> unc losing at home to virginia just, just the, the 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 downtrodden worst team in the conference, Virginia, uh, UNC. From national talking points, everyone around the country 
everyone at I'm I'm talking from an FSU fan perspective. Every FSU media talking about we're just on this path to meet UNC at the end of the the, the year in this ACC championship. Uh, that's going to be the big next step. This team looks legit. They look real. National talking points. Oh my gosh, this team looks real. This team looks real. And we've always been talking about it all year. The Mac Brown special is always around the corner. I was not expecting it at home to Virginia, but we got it. And the best part is, is Mac Brown's reaction to all of that. And I, I have to play you this dude because we, we need to talk through some of these comments that Mac Brown made after the game. A disappointing loss for us, obviously. Um, congratulations to Virginia. They coach better than us and they played better than us. Uh, when you give up uh, 228 yards rushing and only rush for 143, usually you're not going to win the game. And uh, we had chance after chance, but I, I think you'd have to say that uh, um, we as coaches didn't prepare them very well. We oh. talked about the poison cheese and we ate it. And um, so we didn't do a very good job with them tonight. We didn't punt the ball well. <laughs> didn't punt well. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're 6-1. and one. Uh, It's one of the best records that we've ever had at this school at this point. I should have punted, but I wasn't happy about our punting. Anybody take him seriously? There's so many things. What the? What? So the first no, 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 restart that. Restart that. I'm, I'm going to pick this apart. I'll tell you when to pause. Okay. Okay. Here, first of all, do you know about the poison cheese? Have you seen this yet? No. What is so, this? So last week, going into the game, uh, someone in the press asked him, like, hey, how do you kind of go into a game like this? You know, you're coming off a high, big big win against Miami. How do you go into a game like this and, and kind of not overlook Virginia? And so they've talked about it. In the, the, he talked about it specifically. He said he basically tells the story about when he was at Texas, he got a call from a former coach, and they basically said, you're going to lose this next week to a, you know, as a lesser team or whatever. And he's like, wow, wait, what? And then he's like, I, I couldn't sleep at night, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, your, your team's eating that poison cheese. You're like the rat with the poison cheese, and you know you're gonna you're gonna just overlook this team, blah blah blah. So he said that they hung up they hung up cheese in all the lockers to to remind his players about that, and so and not eat the poison cheese. Correct. Basically, don't 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 buy buy the hype. Like you need to still show up and play. And so I don't think he did that this time around, but he talked about it, and that's why he referenced it. And so my favorite part is like one is like. They clearly weren't overlooking this team. At least, at least he was acting like they weren't overlooking it. Uh, so we can't even blame it on that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll break it. I'll run it again so you can you can touch on some things. I, I think there's a few things here. That oh, we need. There's, there's at least three. Correct. And th- these were definitely different cuts from the audio. But that first thirty seconds, that's straight. That's straight how he started. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. A disappointing loss for us, obviously. Um, congratulations to Virginia. They coach better than us, and they played better than us. Pause. Uh, when you. What? <laughs> Bro! <laughs> what are we doing? Like, yeah, I know gamesmanship, but like, what the hell is that? What, dude? And I was, dude, I was telling you last week, man, against Miami, you're like, all right, step on their next Mac, and he's like, ah. On it. Let's see. Let's give. Let's give Mario a fighting chance. He's been toying with it all year. It's like he wants to play the cat and mouse game. Then finally, Tony Elliott was just like, "Brother, oh, I'll play this game. I'll even bring you the poison cheese that you stuck in my mouth." 
Dude, what kind of... All right, go ahead. Continue. Give up uh, 228 yards rushing and only rushed for 143. Usually you're not going to win the game. Nope. And uh, we had chance after chance, but I, I think you'd have to say that... Uh, all right, so we're, we're 20 seconds into the press conference at this point of his yeah. comments. Just, just listen what what he starts referencing after like twenty ish seconds. Um, we as coaches didn't prepare him very well. Pause. We about what? <laughs> Excuse me. You're just gonna openly admit that? Uh, we just kind of didn't show up to work this week. <laughs> You can tell he's given this press conferences several times in his career. That's the best part. Yeah, he just like doesn't give a shit anymore. Like, he's just like, oh, I mean, what do you want me to tell you? You want me to give coach speak or you like, want me to tell you the truth? It's like a shocker. So here's what I'm going to touch on. He's a shocker to everyone in the country except for him. That's the best part. Yeah, he's just like, I mean, I'll tell you right now. I didn't really give this work week 100%. I mean, come on. We've all been there. We've kind of mailed it in one week or two. Yeah. Mac. Like, we all go get paid nine million though, bro. Like, what is going on? I was busy at the bingo bingo night at the senior yeah. center on Wednesday. There was an me. open mic night that my nephew was at. I had to attend. I uh, just you know, I there, was too, there was too much going on. Should have coached a little better. But here we go. We're twenty four seconds in now. This is this is my favorite part. Twenty four seconds in. Why did you lose this game, Mac? Twenty four seconds in. What what do you get to? The poison cheese, and we ate it. And um, so we didn't do a very good job with them tonight. We didn't punt the ball well. <laughs> Coach, why'd you lose to Virginia? We, we, didn't we weren't flipping fields. That's what it was. We weren't flipping fields enough. <laughs> so you know, I, we, I've had a lot of flapjacks this week over at the North Carolina State Fair. But you know what? I wasn't flipping and flapping. It was uh, the, it was a field position via punts. It just it wasn't good enough. Matt, Probably because I didn't prepare them. Mac, Mac, are you telling us that we lost to Virginia because you couldn't punt the ball well? That's, that's, exactly, what that's exactly what I'm telling you, Jim. I, 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 I didn't show up to work this week. Uh, but but especially our punter didn't show up to work this week. He he kind of took the week off too, and that's that's my bad. I told him to take the week off. <laughs> the best is like he comes out to like kind of take the blame as a coach. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the blame. I'm gonna step up and say, you know, we didn't coach him. Blah blah blah. And then you go straight to the punter. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you who's not a part of the brotherhoods of those kickers and punters. And he he didn't do what he was supposed to do this week. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up these last few clips here because I think they're worth it. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're six and one. <laughs> Hey, before you guys start poo-pooing it, I'm just going to remind you, here in North Carolina, we don't go 6-1 and one very often. We don't get to this point. <laughs> really shooting for the stars there. Really I, above all else, I'm very proud of this team because we are 6-1. and one. And that it's one of the best records that we've ever had at this Oh, no. Oh, geez. guys! Remember, we didn't lose to App State week two. We almost did, but we did. We lost to a team that. worse than App State. At this point, to the who's? Here comes Virginia. Your your guy Musket pulled it out, man. Dude, I told you that's my guy, dude. I just this guy he comes in here and he shows his gunpowder in there with his little pellets, and he she shove 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 shove, and he just goes for the who's and. Just blast off. He's got pinpoint accuracy. The guy doesn't miss. It's it's incredible. I believe when Tony Musket plays and he doesn't get hurt, it's a, it's a certified banger. I should have punted, but I wasn't. Oh, dude, dude this guy's obsessed with punting. He's, he's, he sounds like Kirk Ferentz over there in Iowa. I got a, I got a Heisman punter. 
We didn't, he didn't putt well this night, but uh, you should see him during practice and every other week. So, so I, I, I will say, like, the first thing, before I even listened to his press conference, the first thing I did, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go listen to, like, UNC's, like, th- several of their media coverage after oh. the game to see, like, what what they're saying, because I'm sure they're furious, because they're like, man, we're, like, we're, we were pushing for the playoff, we had a chance, this is a really good team, we just got a walker back, and, like... Like we're 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 moving, everything's going forward for us. This is great. And then you lose Virginia. I can only imagine how shocked everyone is. And I don't have a clip from it, but I listened to one pod and literally they they mentioned multiple times because they're like, You guys gotta stop being negative in these comments. Like the true like North I can't do a South Carolina accent, North Carolina accent, I'm sorry. Y'all gotta stop but, being ne- negative in these comments. But the true it was true like they quote said like guys, the sky's not falling, everything's still in front of us. I'm like, what are you guys you guys lost Virginia? <laughs> At home. No, it's, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like so, it, as much as we're laying on back, like their their fans and their press, like kind of don't really expect much out of them, which is hilarious to me. That's terrible. Yeah. All right, what well, what else we got? All right, all right, all right. So we got we got some more things to to to, to yeah. look at. So let's uh let's let's hit it with this. Oh, look at that, <laughs> Michigan State oh. video board. Oh. You know, that's, that's what I should have put for the things we learned. This week, I learned where Hitler is born. <laughs> Thank you, East Lansing. So, this it's never good timing to put Hitler on your video board. <laughs> but, especially when you're just getting... You're, you, you fired your coach for some ridiculous things. Sexual harassment. You've, you're getting just stopped at home by your rival. <laughs> And then we're going to put up, during during what's going on in the world right now, you're going to put up a photo of Hitler with almost no context. <laughs> hey, where was he born? Everybody's like, yo, what? <laughs> so just so everyone, just oh to give everyone, a, uh, give everyone a little bit of background. So there was a photo going around of, uh, at the Michigan State game, a photo of Hitler on the board, uh, on their video board. Oh. And apparently it was from some trivia game that was asking where he was born. Uh, it was supposed to be kind of one of those pre game things, and so ultimately the athletic director ends up having to make a comment, which this I'm sure he has plenty of time to waste time on something like this. So Dude, I'm, sure- I, I'm telling you, if a P- any, any PR firm that is listening out there, there is a job in East Lansing, Michigan, yesterday. Yeah, they need you so bad. Please make your way to East Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm starting to feel for Michigan State fans, which is like that's this, this is, is tough. tough. Yeah, yeah this is tough. Just, this. You imagine you're giving thousands of dollars to this program, you're showing up, and and you're still going to these games, and you look up at the board, and you're like, what is going on? No, no, not even that. Like, imagine just like going to school, everything was great, and blah 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 blah. Like, you know, like, hey, look at that. Like, you know, we we finally you know reared the corner. We're no longer a little brother, and like, you know, we got Tom Izzo and. Boom! A hammer gets dropped on you, Larry Nasser. That whole saga, and it's ugly. And you're just like, "Ooh, okay, uh, yeah, a black eye, black eye, definitely a black eye." Um, what? D'Antonio retires. You're like, "Okay, um, also not great." Uh, but hey, we we just hired this guy. Let's see how it happens. Looks like Michigan State's on the up and up. You give him. The most hellacious contract I've ever seen outside of Jimbo Fisher for somebody who just like had maybe a good season. And then, oh, what's that? 
Oh, sexual harassment. He needs to get fired. Well, first off, oh, we caught him doing something, and we had records of it, and we knew about it. But we're just going to roll through the season and hope it goes away. Right, right, right. And then that news article gets posted about it week two, and they have to let him go. Yeah, like, you, you would have thought after the whole Nasser thing, like, hey, yeah. your, due, your due diligence. Yeah. So, in the midst of all of this, and again, you're just really having a crisis of identity now in your athletics department. What do we do? Oh, okay. Time, time to play I, our biggest school rival, and you know they're oh they're really giving it to you. It's like the first or second quarter. You're already getting pounded. It's not looking good. This is a this is a ship without a captain. What do we yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, I know how we're going to rile the students up. I know how we're going to will us on to victory. Tell them where Hitler's from. <laughs> Can you imagine you're a fan and you're like you're just there kind of just to support the team and you're just you know it's probably like people that are in their like 60s to the 80s and they're just sitting on the booster side bundled up in their jackets and they're like finally a, a, t- a TV timeout a fresh of breath air just breath of fresh air let's look at the TV screen oh look at this fun trivia yeah That's Michigan State question. Michigan State announcer comes over the the PA system. Michigan State sports fans, we've been hearing a lot of your requests for a blitz tonight. Guess who also was a fan of the blitz? <laughs> please, please avert your eyes from from the, the scoreboard. Oh, dude, dude oh, honey, what, what did they have for us this time? Oh, I love these Michigan State trivia's. <laughs> Oh my! Okay, let's uh, let's let's move let's move on. We're, we're going off the rails here on this one. All right, so uh, we we got we got something else here. What, what else should we look at here? Oh, look at that! <laughs> Kevin Sumlin in Tampa. <laughs> no. So, for those of you that didn't know, uh, there's something else to look at here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, what would you expect to find in Tampa during the middle of a college football season? Of course, the Maryland football offensive coordinator in a Co- jail cell. Co- offensive for a, coordinator. Booked for a DUI in Tampa on a bye week. Oh, my God. Remember that time we were talking about FAU? You know what? I think it was the FAU-USF weekend. So this guy did exactly. Kevin someone listens to the pod. Add him to the list. He's on there. <laughs> He goes, honey, did you hear this? These two boys are talking about strip clubs and casinos and even coaches' wives giving out kisses. I got to go. I got to check out this Dale Mabry that they're talking about. <laughs> I heard there's Gasparilla this weekend. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> He's in like a pirate costume. The Terrapins, we got to go battle these pirates. He's drunk off his ass. He has no idea where he's at. People are like, is that Kevin Sumlin? <laughs> Oh also, no, like, Kevin! Don't drive the parade float. <laughs> also, if you if you if you ever have someone that's like, I have a little break from work, I'm going to go down to Tampa and, and do have some fun. Tell them now. Tell, tell yeah. them to pick something. Go to New Orleans. Do something else. I mean, yeah. I, after Tampa, all my Tampa time, is a dangerous place for for a man's self control. After all of my time in College Park, Maryland, I've just spent too much time out here in the College Park, Maryland. I need to take me a vacation. I'm going to be magically whisked away to the wonderful, beautiful town of Tampa, Florida. I mean, like, what is that? that? He better have family there. And if he does, that's definitely got to make it worse. Because he's like, yo, where's Unk? Unk got arrested last night, dog. He was... 
<laughs> DUI style down, down Maybury after he was visiting about seven different strip clubs and cashed out of the casino. Like, what on earth, bro? Oh my god. Also, my man, like, you made $17 million in buyout money between Arizona and Texas A&M. Just buyout money, not even salaries while you were there. You can't afford an Uber or a personal driver or, or hire a whole entire... <laughs> he could have he could have taken a helicopter if he wanted he to. Whoever he was partying with or at, he could have paid to have them fly privately to him in Maryland. Oh, <laughs> like, God. what are we doing? You got to go see the spaceship in person on Dale <laughs> Dude, Mons Venus with the mirrors, it's insane, bro. You got you got to see like it on Earth. It's out of this world. All right. All right. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> we're going to next look at Sam Pittman. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, oh my so, God. Uh, just real quick. they, they the Arkansas, that is, uh, there's things me thinking. Uh, they lost 3-7 to, to Mississippi State. Uh, not not a great not a great look there. Um, they fired their OC uh, today, actually, or yesterday. And <laughs> this is a, this is a clip from after the game of a comment that he made uh, based on uh, a, a decision he made in the red zone uh, or close to the red oh, zone. Oh no! Uh, just just here, let's let's listen to his comments here. Yeah, coach, the field goal try. Um, what happened there? No timeout. Um, I had. Uh, decided it was fourth and four, I think, maybe fourth and three. Um, Doesn't know. That's right in Cam's uh, range. In I don't range. know what to do, to be perfectly honest with what? you. What? So I was probably about eight seconds in on the 40-second clock, maybe ten, and I decided to kick a field goal, and we didn't kick it. We didn't get it off what? in time. That's, that's Why? the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because oh. I wasn't for sure. I even wanted to kick the field goal, what? to be perfectly honest with you. And we kicked it down to the two or whatever, and then the fans got really involved in it. But, Trey, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't make the decision fast enough. And uh, once I got it in there, I thought we had plenty of time to kick it. But at that point, I wasn't going to burn a timeout because my feeling was I wasn't for sure I was making the right decision in it anyway. <laughs> Bro, you gotta get fired. You're fired. You're fired. I'm sorry. That's oh, oh like it just kept if, getting worse. Yeah. Even if like as soon as he says I don't know what to do, you just need to like pull him off stage. You'd be like, oh, there's there's an emergency. You gotta go. Like, yeah. Oh, to be honest with you, Chuck, I didn't know what to. No, hey, coach, coach, real quick, your wife's called. Your wife's <laughs> called. There's a massive problem at home. It's everywhere. What's everywhere? That's what we need to talk to you about, Coach. Come on. <laughs> somebody, somebody stop him. He, he must have said, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I, quite frankly, I didn't, I wasn't even sure about the decision I had made. That's, oh, brother. Also, like, don't you, aren't, well, two things. One, your, your job, you get paid millions of dollars to make this decision. That's, that's a part of your job. You can't just say, I didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. It's even worse because, like, you, you already know he starts out on the wrong foot when he goes, it was like fourth and four or fourth and three. I don't remember. And you're like, mm, yeah, that's, that's not good because I bet you half the stadium definitely knew. 
Yeah. Also, then it goes, okay, well, it's about 8 to 10 seconds off the play clock, so that means you have 30 seconds left to, to get a team out there. At, at least. So we, at we, least. Called, we called it, so I decided to send them out there. Uh, couldn't yeah, how the, long couldn't, does it take for your field goal unit to get out couldn't, there? Couldn't, couldn't get the kickoff. And you, know what, you know what, Bill, I already know um, you're going to ask about – you're going to ask about why I didn't call timeout here, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth. I still, at that point, after 40 seconds to think, I still didn't know what to I do. So I had to call the timeout. I just, idea. you know what? So we just went ahead and punted from the 38 yard line, even though it was in range. I admitted it was in our kicker's range, uh, but instead of taking points here in this low scoring game, uh, we're just going to punt it down to their two. And uh, you My know, favorite's when he goes, the fans really got involved. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hell, if I wasn't doing my part, the fans definitely were. All I'm saying is I, the only person that was excited listening to Sam Pittman say all that was, I guarantee you, Mac Brown just just yeah. lost it hearing about a punter kicking it inside the two. No, Mac Brown definitely lit a cigar right after hearing that. He's like, I can do no wrong now. <laughs> Which is probably why he went out there and they go, Look, they got a punter. They got a punter. <laughs> Not even that, bro. They're like, Coach, uh, I know you just lost to Virginia, but l- let me get, just give you a quick little excerpt of what Sam Pittman said earlier today. And then he walked out there with the biggest shit-eating grin, and he just went, I'm just going to be real with them then. <laughs> you know what? We didn't prepare them. We didn't coach very well. We <laughs> Congratulations to Virginia. I mean, just Sam. What makes it worse is like, all right, I don't know the down and distance. I'm not really too sure that, that part of my memory is foggy. Strike one. We're in our field goal kicker's range, okay? I was about eight seconds in on the 40-second clock, okay? So you're at 32 seconds. A normal time. I can tell you right now, any kicking team, any special teams, if, if correctly coached, should absolutely be able to get out there and get set for a kick in 32 seconds. Absolutely. No problem. So what tells me is your team moves like sloths. I don't understand. And even if that were the case, like, well, the game was at 7-3 to three at this point. Yes, son, you take the field goal. Because like, then all you need to do is get another field goal or, and you freaking win. Or you go for it. You don't punt. Yeah, and then, like, like, like yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, if you're in your field goal kicker's range, clearly the game's 7-3. to three. Like, Mississippi State ain't doing anything. You had so, three decisions, you didn't know what to do, and you still picked the worst so, one. Yeah, in a moment of indecisiveness, he goes, man, I'm just not sure. I don't know, I'm, but I'm damn sure I don't want to waste the time out to think it over. So let me get another part of my special teams unit out there to kick it away. Like, what? Bro, off that alone, I'd be like, Sam, I I, uh, I hate to have to say this, but uh, you're done. You're fired. You're fired now. Like, pack up your office. It's over. The dream's over. Goodbye. All right. There's so much wrong with that. All right. So we got we got one one last thing here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Another Michigan cheating scandal? Oh, no. Another one? Two in one year? (laughs) So, uh, just high level. We don't don't need to go too far. Uh, Long story short, uh, there's been some uh, rumors going around that a uh, staffer uh, under the name of Connor Stallions, 
mm. is a uh, strong name. He's been seen on the sidelines a little bit, maybe uh, knowing the signs of the other team a little too well. Uh, so, of course, the internet and some sleuths went through and did some, you know, flight tracker research, basically. Uh, went, went into the Venmo accounts of, of this <laughs> this individual uh, on the staff at Michigan and found that not only was he paying for tickets to other teams' games uh, and, and giving... <laughs> Giving money to people to go attend these games and you know assume basically the assumption is they've been filming uh, the signs and the plays happening after those signs uh, of other teams uh, that that are happening on the sidelines. That way they can get a competitive advantage. Um, Not only did he do that through his Venmo, his personal Venmo, he also every game he titled, for example, the Georgia game before the playoff last year. He sent money to someone for that ticket and said Georgia ticket on the <laughs> publicly. So uh, there, there's definitely a lot of uh, some some evidence here. There's a lot of videos coming out. There's one from the Ohio State game last year where he's standing next to the defensive coordinator. Clearly, uh, it has the ear of the defensive coordinator and is trusted by the defensive coordinator to be able to uh, tell him what play is coming. Essentially, uh, and you see the Ohio State quarterback check to the sideline. He gets a signal from the sideline, and immediately uh, he looks down at his little sheet that has all the signs on it. Um, that's also been well documented of of what what the other team is doing. Looks down, says it's that's a pass play, uh, and then all of a sudden, the defensive coordinator, him, and three other guys on the sideline start pointing in the air uh, that it's a pass play, indicating it's a pass play. <laughs> um, so there's definitely evidence that they're using some form of sign stealing, which, to be fair, is not illegal. You're allowed to steal signs. Uh, the big question is uh, all the the basically all the footwork and groundwork going into stealing signs. Uh, filming before games and, and, and kind of going through this process uh, for advanced scouting uh, is is not legal. So uh, specifically using any recording devices. So there's a lot of uh, things going around around here, but the, the fun thing now is now you have the sickos of college football uh, digging up records of what, what games they presumably have scouted and what games they haven't and his record in those games. <laughs> and how long that this this individual's been on uh, on the staff and accused of, of surveillance. So against the spread uh, before they were accused of uh, video surveillance, which apparently started in 2021 and now has gone to 2023, they were uh, negative against the spread. That was 32, 38, and 1. And since then, they are now 23, 11, and 2. Um, not not a good sign. Uh, the, the, I think the best part of all of this is uh, – the one game that Michigan failed to send a scout to based on all the records that we see. Can I guess? You go for it. <laughs> Is it TCU? <laughs> <laughs> so they scouted Clemson. They scouted Ohio State. They scouted Georgia. Uh, they scouted uh, – who else was in the playoff last year? Alabama. Uh, anyone Tennessee. that was in Tennessee. They scouted Oregon. everyone. Basically, every all these teams that were potentially going to make the, the college football playoff, I believe they scouted USC as well. TCU. They just completely dismissed TCU, assuming they weren't going to make it. They thought, no way! <laughs> and, of course, it was a shocking loss. And, ultimately, TCU showed that they weren't very good when they played uh, in the championship either. So, maybe Michigan's been kind of uh, full, full gold here a little bit. So... We'll see. Um, I don't really know how it's going to impact uh, going forward. I think some teams are probably going to get smart and just basically knowing 
this information's out there. I think a lot of coaches aren't dumb. They know that there's teams kind of proactively trying to do some of this, but there's a difference between proactively trying to do some of it and they're clearly executing it very well at Michigan, maybe to the point of uh, in, in the illegal uh, area. So uh, maybe maybe that'll help them a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm glad you touched on it, because I was going to play devil's advocate here. Like, the thing to me is, it, I, I feel like a lot of all, people are also saying this, if somebody can come to your game and just be a bystander and just go, oh, well, he threw his arm out to the right and then down below, and they ran the ball. And then when he did it a little bit later, they also ran the ball. I'm feeling like that's a run call. Like this is exactly why college football teams like change their signs almost like weekly, so that this doesn't happen. But yeah, I'm glad you're bringing up like the efforts in which this network was set up is is crazy. Because then if you're trying to sit there and be like, oh, I mean, we didn't, we had nothing to do with that. That was all him, really. A grad assistant, really. Like, come on. How much are you paying this guy? I think also what slipped on here, we really, I mean, hey, let's go ahead. I think we have found the ticket master. This guy was getting 50-yard point tickets like every game. Was he waiting for just like the tickets to drop the instant it was happening and just ping, got it. Like, I mean, that that to me is the most impressive part. It's not the fact that he sat here like, you know, snuck it, not even snuck it, just walked right in, like recorded and like left. It's the fact that every damn game, and I mean like some of these games were pretty big. Like Oregon, Washington, he just fifty yard line. I got it. I got yeah. it. We're done. We got it, dude. Well, when you have the financial backing of uh, Michigan, whoa, 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 whoa. Now that's hearsay, but brother, we don't know about that. This fifty five thousand dollar a year grad assistant has just got. He's got a side gig that is working on many levels, and we're just glad he's a Michigan man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a rogue actor here, I'm sure. So uh, that rogue actor you trust implicitly to tell you if it's a run or pass <laughs> against teams you're playing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see on that. I, I think uh, clearly Michigan's doing this. Uh, the, the real question is, is like, what's the punishment? And I, I don't think they're going to do anything this year. Uh, no, no, it's probably this year. Honestly, I think Michigan's kind of timed this to a point of where the NCAA is basically they have no they have no teeth. They've got nothing. So, well, ultimately, I think that's where this is going to go. Like, what, what are they going to do? Like, we can get upset about yeah. this, but at the end of the day, the, 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 well, the, the, the one committed is not that heinous. It's more like the network is what's so crazy. Like, the one line that hasn't been crossed yet, and this is kind of where I think it could go, is if you're a team that's negatively been impacted by this, where you've missed out on, let's just say, a New Year's Six Bowl, or you missed out on something that's financially going to impact your your school um, or, or, you know, your legacy. Uh, we haven't really seen situations like this where, you know, other schools and athletic departments come out and basically say this needs to be addressed and this needs to be punished. I don't know about that because, like, to me, like, look, Dion, Dion said it earlier in the week, and I, I kind of halfway agree with him, which is you could, you could know it's coming all day. You still got to be able to stop it. And well, that's part I, of college football. I, to be fair, I'm not going to listen to anything Deion Sanders says about stopping 
No, he's playing in college football because guess what? His defense is ranked 130th out of 130th in all FBS teams. No, no, I don't I listen to Dion. I don't I care. He's not a good football coach. He is not worth listening to. He's not. Don't give him a little ear. I, I'm not. Even, I don't even want to talk. I'm about just it. saying, like his his thing is is correct. Like I could know. Hey, this is going to be correct. But when run you have up the middle, when you, and they still have seven yards. But when you clearly have more talent than every team you play, except for Ohio State, Georgia, and maybe a few. And then you also have the advantage of you have more resources and you can find out more information before the game. It, it's not. It's not. There's no competitive balance in the game at all. So I mean, I'd have to agree. But like, even the play that they they kind of like referenced, where that like that that pass play ended up being a touchdown to a Mecca Egbuka. Like correct, because certain teams can overcome that. And right. So there's, no, there's a level to it. I mean, look at Florida State. They they were stupid in the national championship against Auburn, and there was a former staffer on the other team, and he knew all the play calls and what was going on. And right, they, they decided. They they decided, yeah, they decided not to cover up their play calls and their signals before the half. And then, of course, in the second half, they cover up the play calls and they dominated. So it's clear that it's not it's not the first time it's happened. It's not going to be the last time it's going to happen. I but just think that aspect like, of it is going to be hard to prove. And that's where I feel like the NCAA, like you said, well, that's, no that's the tricky part. And that's where I think the Internet's kind of tricky is like people are like we, we know college football Twitter. We're, we're very plugged in like. People would love to get into this stuff, and like I said, we were, I was kind of joking about the flight trackers of like, where's Jimbo's plane going? Is he is he meeting with athletic director at Texas a and Like that whole thing. Like yeah, yeah. they get into it, and I think there's already been some stuff showing that like the people he sent, not only where their seats are, but there's actually footage of them filming what's going on, and that is clearly against the rules. So it's like if you break a rule and it's kind of like a maybe, maybe not sort of thing, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with saying, like, you know what, we're not going to do anything. But yeah, the, the NCAA, they, they can do whatever they want. Like, it's just like Roger Goodell in the NFL. They are they are the kingmaker sort of thing. And, and the thing is with me is, like, if you want to have a future at all, you need to do something. And I'm not saying kick them out of the playoff or do it like – I don't know what it would have to be, but and here's my thing with Michigan, and and this is where my argument ultimately will always end up is Michigan suspended him, so you're saying that he did something wrong. Yeah, you're admitting guilt because the thing is, if he's not doing anything illegal, and you're going to make that argument, then what you're, or you're going to say, oh, we just didn't know he was doing something illegal, you wouldn't suspend him. <laughs> you would just say we're not doing anything wrong. He's he's a part of our staff. That's his job. There's nothing wrong with it. He's not filming. There's nothing wrong with it. We, everyone does it, and just leave it at that. But they immediately suspended him, and they're acting like it's like, oh, well, he was this rogue actor, and he's going to basically be the scapegoat. Well, so something happened that was wrong. You're basically made guilt <laughs> at that point. So I, I, that's where I'm like, I think it all comes to for me is like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have, you should have just waited. But it, you know, ultimately they're going to come back and say they, they didn't know anything was happening, blah blah blah, and it is what it is. And I honestly don't think anything's going to happen of it. And so this is probably the one and only time we're going to talk about it. But it is kind of crazy that that we're kind of at the point now where there's no rules. It's like a hundred percent the wild wild west. You might as well just do whatever you want. And right. And until until teams start, either whether it's behind the scenes or publicly, start basically pushing on one, each other, one another to make people follow rules, the NCAA has no power. Because what it is, is when it's the NCAA versus a certain team, especially if it's a, a, a big-name team like, like Michigan, they have no power. Nothing's going to happen until other schools start pressuring the NCAA to do something about it, which 
I don't think it's going to happen, so I don't think anything's going to happen at all. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, that's that's basically uh, all of the things that we should have looked at this week. Is there anything else that, that we missed that we could have looked at? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right, well, with that, we'll round this out, and then we'll move into week nine. But, uh, of course, we, we, we can't go anywhere without touching on... All right, so, of course, now, as you know, Boneyard's here to stay. Um, look, team screw up, I give them strikes, you have enough strikes, you get buried in the Boneyard. If you continually screw me over year after year, guess what? You're going to stay in that Boneyard slash I'm banishing your ass to the Shadow Realm. End of every season, it gets wiped clean, let's start over. However, there's some things I wanted to kind of run by you there, Jer, so let's, uh, let's start. Uh, and, of course... I can't start without telling you who's already dead buried in the boneyard, so let's go ahead and bring it back up. USC, you sick son of a bitch. I knew. I knew you were a fraud. I called it. Yeah, it saved us this week, too. I mean, I, we've been sanctioning ourselves, and oh, boy, we've been winning left and right ever since we did it. Lincoln Riley, you frickin' joke. You can't, you can't get a defense to save your damn life. Caleb Williams, your ass is owned by Utah, son. I mean, this, this is just, I, I feel so validated. So, like, mmm, just kiss, way to go, Boone. This is, this is rock and solid shit, baby. This is nuts. Way to go. Great job. Thank, thank you, sir. You know what? Stare into the camera. Take, take a picture. There it is. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your vote of confidence. That is how I feel. Go f- yourself, USC. You guys are ridiculous. Number two. Oh. Wait. Arkansas. Arkansas. I knew it! You guys were f***ing with me all year. And then you went and you played some barn burner against Mississippi State. Seven to three. And then you heard what he did. Oh, homie, we, we could have kicked it. I didn't know what to do. I, I was having an existential crisis. I couldn't call a timeout. We punted it. And then, you know, crowd got wild. I thought maybe they could score a touchdown for us. Like, get the f- get out of here. Be fired. Be good. Be gone. This wasn't Alabama. This wasn't LSU. This wasn't Georgia. This was Mississippi State. And you didn't know what to do? So uh, get get out. There's a reason I put the, the justified. Love that crap. Now here's where I wanted to run it by you there, Jer. Iowa State and LSU. Uh, as we all know, Matt Campbell is a listener of the pod. I think he was getting sick and tired of hearing his name on the boneyard list. Mm. Um, brother, he went out and spanked Cincinnati. Went out and. Won a couple of games. They're now sitting with only two losses on the year. Now, I'm not saying they're they're resurrecting from the grave. But, oh, son. LSU, look at you. You guys are turning over a leaf. So, Jerry, I wanted to propose this as uh, they're trying to dig themselves out of hell. Okay. Um, do we, midseason, allow... A zombification for LSU, and if so, and Iowa State, and if so, what are the rules and parameters in which you would allow that to happen? Ooh, I I think... Because I I have mine. I'm okay with LSU solely on the fact of, I truly think 
Florida State is legit, and that was kind of one of their big strikes to start the season. Um, at least Florida State's defense is more legit than what everyone gave them credit for to start the season. So shutting him down wasn't – it was a surprise at the time, but now looking back at it, they've kind of done that to all And Ole Miss doesn't look as bad. Now Correct. Arkansas. Now Arkansas. That is one hell of a blemish. Correct. They, they won, was, yeah. but that was way closer than it needed to be. The only thing I'm going to say is, since they have literally, legitimately, LSU has the number one offense in the country by every efficiency metric. I'm okay with backing them out of that because I think we're still going to kind of look at them with a a, a little bit of an eye. I'm looking directly at this Bama game coming up, but uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm, I don't. I was okay. they 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 can stay. I I, they, I don't care. All right. So well, here's my thing. If Iowa State gets to about two games left in the season, maybe even three, and they have not lost a game since, we bringing them back? Yeah, we can. But they're not. It's not happening. Okay, all right, I like where it's at. LSU? Zombified. You brought back, son. Welcome. Welcome. Mid-season, look at that. See, see, it can be done. We can be forgiving. This is this is unreal. We, we admit, the, the, we admit the, our the fault. The parameters are you get one strike. Yeah, the, the parameters are you, you, you screw up again, back in the dirt. Yeah, and I'm six okay. Feet down, six feet under. If, if we take you and you and you end up not covering by one point, if or, you screw us, yeah, it's not even that. Like if you fine. lose by like a large margin, yeah, you're in the dirt, son. I'm not doing this crap again. Because like, how dare you let me vie for you after burying your ass, and then you do this to me? All right. So with all of that being said, th- those are the reminders of who's who. LSU, welcome back. Uh, we got a lot of strikes to dole out, a lot of strikes, so let's go ahead and start. Had to wait for two, because that's what they get, UNC. There you are, Mac Brown, you sick son of a bitch. You did it. You gave us the Mac special. That's what we were waiting for. And Lord and behold, you gave it to us from here comes Virginia. Two strikes for USC. Good heavens, Mac. What in the world? It's not even like you came down from something crazy against Miami. That just terrible. Terrible stuff. Oklahoma. What? What? Did you not just come off a bye week? So you have this great win against Texas. Bye week. And then you're at home. Strike. Come on. What are we doing? Penn State. And more specifically, James Franklin. You get a strike. I was real close to giving you two just because this was pissing me off a little bit. But I'm going to, hey, you know what? One strike. But you might be dead to me later if you don't beat Michigan. Because at this point, you you just can't do it. Which was which was crazy. Washington. What what the hell was that? I get it. Big game against Oregon, but like, come on, dude. Arizona State. Which hey, let's Arizona State was kind of the whole reason that we started that USC thing. Arizona State might be one of these guys you just really don't want to catch on a bad day. Kenny, Kenny Dillingham's got him cooking. I that's. That should have it could have been a look at this, but Washington. They, they should have lost. I'm going to be Correct. honest with you. Correct. So, 
And I, I hear what you're saying about Arizona State, but that's that team's not good. <laughs> that was bad. And if they lost, that would have been two strikes straight up. It was, I mean, it's a strike now for sure, and it's I, one strike for sure. I think. I think at this point, if if they do win out, I think they're they're the team with the five looking out. If if there's five teams undefeated, in my opinion, because that was a bad look. Like yeah, that, that was trash. Texas, good, good heavens, what? You're about to make this thing go from bad to worse. Yeah, I get it. Quinn got hurt, but like, don't you guys recruit at a very high level? Plus, you got Arch Manning back there. What the hell, bro? I think that's uh, that's where we're going to touch on that one. But like, my lord, needed to pull one out against Houston. I mean, whoop! Good heavens, what are we doing? Oregon. This one's purely for that backdoor cover. What though? What? What? Why? What? Come on, we were so close. 50 seconds left. Just just play defense like you do. Like, I don't get it. What are we doing? Freaking Washington hangover? Don't give me that crap. I mean, oh, that, that one. I'm, I'm just irked by you, which is why I'm going to give you the strike. Iowa. You don't get a strike. You hit the under. I'm proud of you. That one was really just for Brian Ferentz. You know, death, death, is, death is knocking at your door, Brian. Might as well just get you used to that sound. Um, yeah, so that 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 to me that's the boneyard. A lot of people, bad week for a lot of people. Um, but you know, you know who had a good week because I challenged them, and they did it. Florida State, mm, love that. Yeah, so, was was looking questionable there for a minute, but yeah, uh, for a second I was like, oh no, I don't know what's going to happen here. But uh, it is what it is, so you know what? All right, so with all of that being said, we are going to go ahead and move into week nine. All right, week nine, baby. All right, I'm going to mark that because I, I forgot to pull up Mr. Rebel Yay. <laughs> the neuter. Expedia, all your tricks. Yeah, I knew that shit all was going to happen, place. too. Download the app. Thank you. Okay, there we go. I'm gonna back that up to there we go. Okay. <clears throat> All right, three, two. All right, so week nine, here we go. We're gonna go ahead and get started with the nooners. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. That's right, we're going to get up and we're going to watch one hell of a barn burner. We got number six Oklahoma at Kansas. And buddy, Oklahoma, I just talked about it. You had a capital S-C-A-R-E scare last week. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you should have lost. Because UCF choked in the goal line, you end up pulling it out. Uh, but... Let's talk about it. Dylan Gabriel, what the hell's going on, bro? You just uh you just, you just can't do it against your former team? Like you just like what what I'm sorry, in the Hawaiian culture we don't we don't dis uh we don't diss our former 
our former people. We can't do it. I mean, what, son, you had such a garbage game. You give us this Heisman performance against Texas, and then you come out against UCF like you're seeing ghosts. Like, what What the hell was that, bro? Yeah. The boy decided to check out like it was that a was, library. Yeah, that was a shocker, for sure, for sure. I think I, it, it kind of – it's almost taking the shine off of Texas a little bit for me, too, is like – and, and they've got other problems. I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point this season. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know with this Oregon or, or, or Oklahoma team for sure. Well, well, here's my thing on that is I think, again, but like, t- I'm just shocked because it's like, you know, I'll always have to look this up. Like, did they not have a bye week? Like, did, is that not what occurred? I'm almost like 100% sure they sat out last week, which is the, part of the craziest thing here. Like, normally... Yeah, oh, they, had oh, and then they, they had a bye week, and then they, yeah. then they played at home against UCF. Yeah, so, like, that's my thing is... Look, it would have made more sense if you, you had the thing against Texas. And then right after that, you had the UCF game. But that's not what happened. You had a week off to sit there and go... All right, guys, we're mulling it over. That was nice. Good stuff. Go ahead, rest. You know, rehabilitate yourselves. We got a we got a UCF game coming up, and then right after that, we're going into Kansas. Like, come on. Like, for, for the level that you're playing at now, this is we should just go in and take care of business. And it was a home game. You didn't even have to travel. So that's the part to me that it's just it's shocking. Uh, I'm I, I'm not really sure what the hell was going on there. But I would say this was enough to get them back on track to be focused. Uh, I mean, look, UCF got their attention. I don't think Venables is about to do this two weeks in a row. So I got Oklahoma at 12. Yeah, I, I, think, I agree. I think they're going to get back on the track. Um, I, the only thing I do, I think Kansas is pretty good. That's the thing is I think, you know, for them, they, they, their defense is a little questionable. Um they're giving up 442 yards a game, uh, 211 on the on the ground. That's that's a problem. Um, I think Oklahoma can lean on that. Their their rushing game isn't as good as their passing game, but they can run the ball when they need to. So if they're smart, they'll lean on that, and then they'll lean on their defense as well. Um, Oklahoma's giving up 359 yards a game though, and that's 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 a good amount uh, given the the, the competition, competition they played. Um, but you know, coming in undefeated, I, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, Kansas is going to be able to run the ball a little bit, but I do think Oklahoma is going to be able to keep them at arm's length. I was going to – I hear 12. I'm okay with that, but I, I think seven's probably a, a better line if I was going to give that a line. All right, that's fair. I mean, see, because here's my thing. Like, over the years, like, K-State's always been, like, Oklahoma's kryptonite, and then Kansas has always kind of, like, weirdly been Texas's. Um, so, I don't know. Like, maybe they're flipped this year. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I just – I don't know. Kansas, especially with Jalen Daniels being, is he in? Is he playing? Is he not? I don't know. Like, like Kansas isn't bad. They definitely could like give Oklahoma a run for the money, especially if Oklahoma's not paying attention. But that's my thing. They quickly got whipped back into shape by UCF last week. UCF had a shot at the King. They didn't take it, and now Kansas gets to take the wrath of the King, which is just really unfortunate. Um, but all right, let's meet in the middle. You got seven, I got twelve. Let's yeah, call it nine, nine and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you look at this line right now, it is Kansas uh, getting ten points here. Oh my god! Spot on, <laughs> spot on for us. We're, we're dialed. Oh no! Way to start the week. Let's go ahead and pull her up. 
Johnny, here it is. Great job. Great job, guys. Um, all right. Well, then that's what, by your technicality, quick, that is quick, a no-take. Quick, quick no-take for us. Quick, yeah, right off the heaters. Okay. Uh, all right, no-take. So then we're going to move into... Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. It's getting delightful this afternoon. Oh, my God. What else am I going to do? That's right. Grab yourself a beer. Cook those ribs. Low and slow. We got ourselves one hell of a Saturday, boys. That's right, because this one's going to get kicked off with number eight Oregon at... Number 13, Utah. Utah, good to have you back. And well, 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 what a great game we have here. Uh, Oregon, you better get ready. You better strap in, fellas, because you're going to get a handful of these bad boys coming down the stretch. Uh, it's just going to be good team after good team. Yeah. Utah had probably one of the most magical weekends last week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just look at it. Like, you, you get the news, Cam Risen's definitely not coming back. And that was kind of like the waning question we had was, is Cam ever coming back? Like, do I just get to like have live on a hope and prayer? You know, am yeah. I gonna am I gonna be Bon Jovi for the rest of the season with Utah, or what's going on? Um, as, as it turns out, no. Uh, Cam may come back for his 18th year of college football with a medical red shirt, and or just a medical shirt. I don't even know if they call it a medical red shirt. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Cam's not playing for the rest of the year. It turns out he about tore up his entire freaking knee, Mackenzie Milton style. Yeah, and, he, might, uh, he might be done for his career career. Like, yeah, he might have to mail it in and just go into coaching, really. And which, honestly, hey, being a GA on Kyle Whittingham's staff is not a bad way to get your career started, my friend. Like, you might you might be the next great OC after this, you know. I, I don't know what you want to do with your career, Cam, but that seems like a really good starting point, and I'm sure they would take care of you very handsomely, out there in the Utah. So, uh, yeah, taking USC to the bitter end and then uh, finishing them off with the final dagger. Um, here's the thing. Too bad Oregon plays defense and does it well. You had your fun putzing around in the sand with USC with that about as much defense as there is air around you. I mean, good Lord. Um. Yeah, I got I got Oregon here by nine. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be in line with you there. I, I think Utah that that win against UF is looking a little bit better and better as the season goes on. Uh, I know it was early, but they they looked good in that game and kind of dominated. And, and Florida's starting to look like they're a team uh, and have some talent. So um, that that does give them a little boost. Obviously, they played well last week against USC. Um, I think we may have found something with Barnes. I mean, that was the first time he's looked like they've actually looked like they've had a quarterback like at all, all season, which how much is that of USC? How much of that is uh, is Utah finding something? It could be a little bit, bit of both. I think, you know, you could you could be kind of figuring out, okay, now we're kind of moving this direction. New quarterback, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're committed to uh, these two quarterbacks and we're going to figure out how to make it work now, um, which – that's a whole another thing that I think is odd that they didn't do that to start of the season, but sort of figuring it out. He actually looked pretty good. He led them to that drive that that, that scored that uh, that game winning field goal uh, against USC. 
Um, you know, the only thing here is I think Oregon, I think Oregon has a similar defense to Utah, which is very good. Um, but the problem is, is, is Oregon ha- also has a very good offense, uh, like you said. So, um, I, I agree. I think it's interesting looking at this, these teams on defense, passing yards allowed. This is crazy to me through nine games or eight games or seven games or how many they've played, uh, 217.4 yards allowed passing for both teams on the dot. Exactly the same, which is crazy. Both, both of them? Both of them, exactly on the dot. Uh, and both of them have held uh, teams under 100 yards on average passing or running as well. So uh, crazy, crazy stat there that came across. Uh, the, the main difference is Oregon's throwing up 550 yards of, of total offense versus uh, 345. So 200 yards of difference. So uh, I think the one challenge they have is they're going to have to go on the road to Utah, and, and that's, that, that environment has actually shown to be a challenge for some other teams. We saw that with UCLA early in the season. I mean, uh, it's sort of a problem for, for Oregon in the past. I just I, – I mean, look, Oregon's offense is, is going to punish them. My thing is Oregon's defense has a freaking pulse, and we saw yeah. what happened the last time they played a defense with the pulse. Well, and that, he, that, that, ironically, it was Oregon State. Yeah, and I think all the pressure's on Oregon here. They're the ones that have higher expectations. Utah does have expectations, but, you know, those have probably come down a little bit given, you know, having a loss and then also, you know, the news with your, your starting star quarterback definitely not coming back. So um, pressure's on Oregon here, and I do think, you know, Utah has proven they're well-coached, and they've, they've proven that over time. Oregon has not proved that yet. They've dominated teams they're supposed to dominate, but these close games they haven't figured it out. And so if this is a close game, they might they might maybe maybe they still win, but they might not kind of pull away like they're supposed to on paper. So um, that's why I'm gonna say uh, Oregon should be favored by seven here. Okay, so we'll call it eight. Here's my thing is look, no disrespect to Utah. I like Utah. And though I, I could really give a what this guy has to say. Uh, Urban Meyer came out this past week and stated that he thinks best coach in college football is Kyle Whittingham. Again, I don't, I don't care what Urban Meyer has to say. I this, this guy's a scumbag. He's crap. But I will have to say, if Kyle Whittingham can come out and win this game with everything that's going on out there, no cam rising, you know, your backup quarterbacks aren't exactly like great. You know, your slot receiver just went out. Um, you got some injuries to some of that defense. And then you go and you beat USC and then you beat Oregon like the very next week at home. And you're just a one-loss team hanging out in the Pac-12. Still very much in the race to go to the title. Buddy, he might be. I'm gonna, I, I, I weirdly would have to agree with her. I agree. I think this is determining who's going to be in, in the Pac-12 title. Game. I, I think this is the kind of the dividing line. Um, it definitely is for, for these two teams. So that's going to be because like it's no longer in Oregon's hands. No, yeah, it's one hundred percent. You got to. I mean, Oregon's got to win out to even have a chance at anything they want to win this year. Which um, Oregon State ain't going to be easy. So I'm pretty sure they play UCLA too. Do they not? No, actually, I don't think they do. They got somebody else left on that schedule that that could give them. I think they play USC. Yeah. Oh, they had, yeah, and they got the USC game. So, like, you know, well, not that that means anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after all that. Uh, so, in this game, Oregon's favored by six and a half. So, I think. Ooh, I th- we got to go Oregon. I think the value is on Oregon here. I do think, I honestly think if they come out and play their game and, and yeah, quote unquote, blow, are well coached, they should win by 14. They should least. just blow them. I just don't know how Utah's going to score because this is one of the toughest 
you know, defenses they've played and right. I, I, I think they might have figured some stuff out, but it's 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 going to be a challenge. So, well, and that's where I think like, if Utah is hanging around in this game, it's because their defense is doing their part against Oregon's offense, and hell, they're even forcing a bunch of turnovers to put them in scoring positions. Yeah, no, I agree, but I, I like what we're both on that side of it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, again, kind of like I alluded to earlier, uh, the afternoon delight. Hey, post post up on that couch. Grab yourself a cooler. Put it right next to the couch. Maybe. Maybe just you know put something in the in the crock pot, all right? You know, even get, get a pork butt, put it on there for sixteen hours. It's gonna be okay. You're gonna have some good food right after this, because we're going to Jacksonville for number one Georgia. Against them dirty boys from the swamp, the Florida Gators. And this is the world's biggest cocktail party. Oh boy, they get loose in Duval. I mean, pour up your whiskey and beer. This is going to be one hell of a party. The world's biggest drinking party is finally here. Oh, baby! And Jared, I gotta be honest with you, man. This uh, this game feels weird because, for all intents and purposes, uh, UGA doesn't feel as though they're not gettable this year. Yeah. And Florida, as, as I would have thought by now, especially after what we watched earlier in the season, we were probably going to be watching some quit watch type of kind of ordeal. Yeah. Now, I really thought South Carolina was going to take it and the wind straight out their sails, but uh, they found a way, which, hey, good for you, Florida. You beat Tennessee. You're hanging your hats on, you know, you're finding ways to finish. Mertz is playing respectable. I don't, I don't know. Florida kind of feels like they're skirting that line between if they get embarrassed here, they might give up. But they also got some what for. It's a rivalry game. It's at a neutral site, so at least you might get half the stadium here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. They they like to get up and show up weird at some of these rivalry games. Like, I really cannot get a good feel for them ever whenever it comes to a rivalry game. Like, even when you play them sometimes, you're like, okay, they're going to yeah. come in guns a-blazing. And they well, that's just how college, yeah, that's how college rivalries are, man. Right, it's so just... it's just they, they're just super hard to read. Um, but my thing is, is they, don't, they they shouldn't have enough to get the job done. But they also haven't given up, so like we don't know. And I, I just really don't. I don't know. Let's be doing. honest. Like if 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 Florida pulled the upset, like I'm not shocked. I wouldn't be. I I don't think I would be shocked, and I think that's where I'm going to be be at here. I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like I'll I'll be I'll be real with you. I I don't know what to do. I think UGA should win, and they should win by two tutters. But it's a rivalry game. And for everything that I just said, Florida might have some what for here. So I'm going to say UGA 8, but boys, you're on upset alert. This this, This could be a problem. If Georgia doesn't come strapped in, and they've been coming in a little sleepy on some of these games, hey buddy, it doesn't take much for that crowd to get into it. It doesn't take much for that team to feed off the crowd getting into it. And if their defense starts playing you tough and feels like they can kind of 
chokehold you a little bit there, I guarantee you they're going to try to pull all the stops out on that offense. They don't care. They'll, they will upset the number one Georgia team, and they can lose some down the stretch. They, they ruined your season, and they will take absolute pleasure in that. Yeah, I, I keep going through like a bunch of different scenarios. Um, I, I, the one thing I do think George is going to help them is I know they've had some injuries, but they are at the end of the day they are deep. Like they, yeah, they, they're they're, more, they're they're going to be able to wear teams out, and so um, that's why I think like if they come in and play their game, this should be an easy two touchdown win. 100%. The one thing the one thing that Florida has going for them is they do they've put on film now that they can actually throw the ball, which we were making fun of them all season so far, and they, they finally have thrown the ball they down They finally the started doing it, yeah. Slowly in that South Carolina game, and then obviously, um, you know, in the, or in the Tennessee game, sorry, and then it slowly, they did some more in the South Carolina game. Uh, and both of them were out of necessity, but it was kind of like a, it, it almost like they fell into it a little bit. Um, you know, both teams coming off, you know, a bye here, and I, I don't know. I'm like, I think Billy could draw some stuff up, but at the same time, you are playing against Kirby Smart. That's <laughs> that I think is probably more likely to be able to find some weaknesses on, on Florida's defensive side of the ball. And just, I mean, you that Kentucky game. I mean, you can just show up and say, we're going to run the ball all day until and they're going to give up on us. And, you know, we could just target the liability in the middle of the, the defensive tackle spot. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Chungus. And uh, Ooh, should be, is he even still playing? I think they probably sat his ass by now. I don't know if he's eating himself out of uh, <laughs> out of the SEC. Um, but yeah, I mean, Georgia's still at the end of the day. They haven't played anyone, but at the same time, uh, they probably could kind of save some things for Florida team that they, they would love to kind of. I think if there's any team that, that that's on their schedule so far that they would love to stomp and kind of say like, hey. We're still the, the 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 top dogs. I think it's going to be Florida. So I think you know this is the game to show up and 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 run away with it like they did it like Kentucky did against Florida, um, which is a challenge for Florida. So um, I don't think Florida's that good. I think I think the, honestly the the score should be fourteen points to Georgia. I think what I'm going to guess just based on what you talked about and all your reasonings and kind of since Florida's kind of gone on a run here a little bit, I really do think people think lowly of Georgia this year, and I think that's going to give some value to Georgia. So I think Vegas is going to say like 9.5 or 10, but I do think it should be 14. I think it's going to be closer to your, your number if I had to guess, but let's, uh, let's pull it up here. Um, so between the two of us, I said 14, uh, 14 and a half. You said 8. Yeah. So we'll call it what eleven. Okay. Okay. So uh, Florida here is getting fourteen points. Georgia's favored by fourteen here, which that is shocking to me. That is that is a little shocking. Uh, I I hate to say this. I I think you take Florida. <sighs> I don't disagree. I just I don't I just don't love like putting like oh look I know I said what I said. My fear is that Georgia goes. Not this one. Nope, we didn't overlook these guys. And they just come out, and it's like 21 to nothing to start the game. And there goes Florida going, oh, okay. <laughs> and they just they give up. And Georgia pounds them into oblivion. And I'm sitting here holding on to a ticket that says, plus 14, come on, Gators. And, like, yeah. they lose 35 to 7, and you're just like, oh. so here, here's the thing. Let's let's just go over real quick. Um, but I feel like you got to go Florida here. Well, who's Georgia's, Georgia's win? So they beat Vanderbilt by 17. 
Yeah. They beat they beat Kentucky fifty one to thirteen, so they stomped them. They beat Auburn by seven. Uh, they they beat UAB by twenty six, and then they beat South Carolina only by ten. Yeah, see, to so, me, like Florida's a better team than South Carolina. Um, even though that game told you not by much, so I think they are. Well, the I, one the I one outlier here is Kentucky, and that's the one we actually were on Kentucky side. And right. it got stomped. <laughs> I think that Florida's about – they're probably a little bit better than Auburn, not by, like, a crazy amount, but probably. And – not probably. They are. But it's just – I don't. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, it, it goes back to that thing. The law of averages tells me that this should definitely be well, – it, it goes back to your things we learned, Boone, after that Kentucky game is when, you know, you specifically said Georgia can turn it on when they want to. And so the question is, do they want to turn it on here? Yeah, that's where I'm do at. do they do that? And do just they say, want to come in locked in or do they kind of want to lazily walk into this game again and then just turn it on when they feel threatened and maybe is that too late? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying for, like Georgia would lose here. They could. They definitely could. But we also don't know what they are without Brock Bowers. We don't know how. I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're. Ooh, yeah, I didn't really special. think about that. Oh yeah, okay, then yeah, one hundred percent. We need to smash Florida here. I think that's, that's definitely so, doable. Yeah, the one thing that makes me nervous is more of the money and the bets are on on Florida here. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm 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 interested. Here's the thing: the spread is forty eight. So that's you're saying it's going to be like. Uh, twenty four to twenty four game is basically what that would put that at. So if you're which saying which I do see happening, so but, yeah, but, I would but if you're Florida. saying, but you're saying this, if you're spreading the spreads fourteen and the over under is forty eight, that means you're expecting Florida only score like seven points, and 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 yeah, uh, I don't, I don't or, or ten happening. points to to you know. 24 or 34 or something like that. Yeah, I just don't... Like, they would have it. to get smashed here, and that's where I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Like, it's doable, but I see that on the unlikely side. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move on to the next one. All right, next one up, we've got... Ooh! Well, we just played these jokers, but... Number 20, two Blue Devils are out there going to Slugger Country. I got number 18, Louisville. Them Louisville Cardinals. And uh, this is interesting, Jer, because both of these teams, both, not only are they ranked, but they are still in contention for the ACC title game because our buddy up there at Chapel Hill, old Mac Brown, gave us the Mac special. And suddenly opened the door for a lot of people, including Duke, who just suffered a loss to Florida State, and Louisville, who suffered an embarrassing loss to Pitt. And now suddenly our dreams are back alive. We could maybe go win this whole son of a gun and take it down to the Orange Bowl in Miami and have ourselves one hell of a New Year's Eve. Uh, But the deal is, is... You know, Duke's down their starting quarterback. Now, I know what a lot of people are saying. Dirty play by Braden Fisk. Look, did he come in, wave his hands, grab the mask? Yeah, that's trash. Like, all right, come on, bud. But he knew what he did. He immediately was throwing his hands up like, damn it, I screwed up. The ankle getting re-aggravated had really, I don't think, anything to do with the face mask. Like, he just planted his foot wrong. It got re-aggravated. It looked trying to come back in. The, the entirety of the latter half of that game just wasn't good enough to do it. 
Um, I would think that he's probably good this week. Uh, but if not, ooh, could be a problem. Uh, so if Louisville gets behind here, because my question is not really, is Louisville good enough to beat Duke without a you know Riley Leonard? I think it's, is Duke good with Riley Leonard enough to hold off Louisville? I think my thing, Duke should win with or without him. I don't agree with that, but I mean, I, 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 I agree with everything else you said before that. I do. I think their defense is, they have a legitimately good defense. And they're built to move the ball and bludgeon you down the field by with their running game. And their defense is, is going to hold you rock steady. And, you know, you just, I mean, we wore them out. But at the same time, it's just, you know, for a long time, you're like, damn, these guys are, they're no joke. This is. There's something else. Yeah. And Louisville, I think, is a vastly less talented team than Florida State. Is. I just, I think the reason they're so good at running the ball is Riley knows what reads to get them into and, and sets them up for success. And that yeah, they're back then, up. Like Beelan winning against NC State, and they they whoop them. Yeah, but NC State's not either of these teams. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think NC State ain't exactly like that that far gone. I think, I think it's a mute point there because I do think he's going to play. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I do he, think he, he is going to play. He was trying to get back in that FSU game and they shut him down. Like he was actively going to the coach and saying, like he was running up and down the sideline and they showed him a bunch of times. Well, that's what I was, I'm saying. Like I was at the game last week. Dude, the, dude, the, the dude was running up and down the sidelines for like 30 minutes, and I'm yeah. like. He's trying to get back in. He kept going up, you know, to Elko, and they were just like, "We're not putting you back. We can't risk it getting worse." And so, and honestly, at that point, I think they knew it didn't really matter because Florida State was kind of they 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 were on a tear there. Right. Like if we got to fight back in the rest of the way throughout. Well, the that's to the point where like Florida State just was fresh on defense, and they were just in the backfield every play, and it was like, "Dude, you're you're gonna get hit yeah, again. You're gonna cost us the season if you go back." Correct. And get hurt. So it got to that point, yeah. but. Uh, the, the one tricky part here too is like I do think these are both very co- well coached teams, so that's going to be interesting. It's like two average talent teams, but b- very well coached, which is going to be fun to watch. Louisville, right. Louisville is coming off of a loss to Pitt and off of bye week, so like kind of the licking the wounds a little bit, but also like coming off this you know this sad yeah it's a tough loss, but you also get some time to kind of look ahead to Duke, um, and then obviously I, I think. You know, obviously, a dinged up Riley Leonard is going to be a challenge uh, for Duke to to kind of go in and, and score a lot of points. But I will say, Louisville, their whole offense revolves around them throwing the ball pretty well. Um, the problem is, is Duke is very good against the pass, and the they only keep time everything underneath they keep everything underneath, and the only time they've really gotten hurt against the passing game is against Notre Dame and against Florida State, and both of those teams throw a lot to their tight ends a lot to their tight ends and Louisville does not use tight ends at all. So uh, it's that, it's that matchup over the middle with the, the linebackers and then the safeties. That's their challenge. And that's not something Louisville does well. So I think that's kind of a game within the game to kind of keep an eye on. So I think that's going to, honestly, I think Louisville is going to have a challenge with that um, regardless of who's playing quarterback on Duke's side. So uh, I think it's not a good matchup for Louisville. So I, I agree. I think Duke should probably win here. I was going to say three. Um, normally I'd say. Oh, I'd probably, I'd probably, buddy, I said three and a half. Perfect. So, I mean, we're, we're lockstep there. I was going to say seven and a half, but I think when you talk about being on the road, you know, Louisville coming off a bye, Riley not being 100%, that's a tough one. Um, so I think three is probably a better number. Okay. What do we got? So within this game here on the road, Duke is underdogs by four points. No way. Four points. Oh, I think i got to take Duke. 
And the, the crazy thing is, is I think we're getting free money here because more of the money is on Louisville. This is outrageous. More of the bets and more of the money. The public is on Louisville side here, even giving up the points. I I 100% agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think, look, we all watched it last week. So might be a little upsell right here then, so technically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think of it that way. That's why I didn't think it was. But my Technica, oh, I'll do it. I didn't have it ready, but, yeah, there, there, there it is. You get... <laughs> We were, we were so shocked by the line. We were so yeah, I, I just didn't really think that. I thought this was crazy that they wouldn't. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll take two. I like I like where our heads are at. Well, again, gosh, this afternoon, it's going to be. YouTube te- TV better have their their best little multi-view up or else I, I'm going to be struggling, dude. Um, because, boy, howdy, we got another one. Testing, testing. All right. You can cut out that other shit. Ooh, buddy, we got BYU at number seven, them Texas Longhorns. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, It's here. Didn't think we'd see it this year, Jer, but oh my lord. I believe we are getting an ushering of the Arch Manning era in Austin. Quinn's out this week with a shoulder injury, and he might potentially be out longer. Uh, and it kind of sounds like Sark is getting given the nod. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little like what are we doing here? Because I don't really know what to expect from Arch. And after what I saw last week against Houston, I'm not gonna lie, like I like Texas, but I don't know, man. That was a that was a tough one to kind of hang your hat on. Uh, and BYU isn't a joke, uh, this, so this could be an issue. Yeah, they're well coached. They're going to make they're going to make it challenging for right. A, they're going to make Texas kind of grit and grind it out. So I think the real question here is: Is Texas's defense going to have to step it up this week? And if they do, how well do they have to play? I could be wrong. Texas's offense could just. Maybe not even miss a beat, or hell, get even elevated. Maybe, maybe Arch Manning is that type. He's he's a Manning, damn it. I don't think so, though, because if that were the case, he'd be starting over Quinn. So, but then again, you, you never know. Maybe the guy just needs to be handed a game day jersey and just say, "Go make it happen, buddy." Um, ultimately, I've got Texas at ten. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if they had a starting quarterback, everything looked good. I, I'd probably say twenty. Um, honestly, I'm gonna get. I, I'm gonna go with ten as well. I think that's a fair number. Um, I think the yeah, biggest cool. problem is BYU is yards rushing. Is they've only had eighty yards rushing a game, and Texas does not give up more than hundred yards rushing at all. So right, it's. You, if you're going to be one-dimensional against this Texas team, um, you're going to have some challenges, uh, especially on on the road. I I don't see them scoring much. So as, as long as Texas can just continue to run the ball well, let's just run for 200 yards in this game, you know, 250 yards, and just maybe throw for 250. You're going to walk away pretty comfortably with the win. Um, but I also I just anytime with a new quarterback like this, especially a 
place like Texas, I, I, you just don't. I mean, who knows? If you come, if you if you put a new quarterback in and he lights it up and he's amazing, okay, great. But honestly, the the likelihood of that is more likely that they're not going to light it up. I still think you know they'll probably pull away with a win, but I think ten points is probably the right number given given the circumstances. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, what are this we, is what are we this is at? very much. It feels like kind of the beginning of the season. Where we're kind of like, I don't really know what I'm going to be looking at. So <laughs> it's a lot of guessing. Uh, right now, Texas is favored by seventeen and a half, which is way too many points. Mm, yeah, seventeen and a half. I'll take BYU. Okay, so this is the only thing that makes me nervous about this, and I'm not. We're not going to change it because we're sticking with our guns. But total bets, eighty percent are on BYU. Total money, ninety-seven percent is on BYU. <laughs> Dude, what the? What? A, well, yeah, see, like, what do they know? What's going on? They're, they're, they're just baiting you here. They're baiting you. Mm. It makes me very nervous. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Okay. With that. With that being said, sadly we have to see it go. There goes the afternoon delights. But you know what that does usher in prime time. And to kick us off with the prime time games, we've got a fun one, my friend. Tennessee at good old Kentucky. Mmm, yes, sir. The old battle of the supermarket is now upon us. Oh, man. I love that. Down there at the Kroger Field in Kentucky. That ain't no easy place to play now. I'd love to sit here and say Tennessee should blow them away. Enjoy a few touchdowns, sit back with a mint julep, play some wagers on horses, you know, Kentucky stuff. Uh, but Mark Stoops loves this game, and he especially loves playing it at the Kroger. So, to quote a great man, not so fast, my friend, I'm going to have Tennessee by five. Ooh. I I think I have the same number as you, uh, dude. Well, this is nice. All right, like we're okay, starting to okay, we're I'm vibing t- now. I was gonna say seven and a half, so cl- close. We're we're pretty we're pretty in lockstep here. Yeah. Uh, I think the the big difference here is, um, I mean, Tennessee kind of had an, an all time collapse. That's the thing. It's like you gave God, up this, like twenty seven unanswered points. But the team is like still very. It's the challenges is like it's still like a top fifteen team in talent and like ex- like actually performance. They just have had basically one terrible quarter against Florida that they got behind and never just climbed back in it. They and then two terrible quarters against Bama. Really, one it was, it was like, that third quarter, and then this fourth quarter was kind of even. But yes, yeah, I, it was really. <laughs> Or maybe it was a like who, yeah. who amongst us has not had a bad few quarters against Bama? Well, I don't think one bad quarter against Kentucky is going to really kill you, to be honest, because yeah. it's not like they're lighting it up. I mean, it, it, both these quarterbacks have been terrible. Like, just in, we talked about preseason. We thought both these quarterbacks were actually going to be kind of on the upper half of the SEC, and they have not shown that at all. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm a little concerned. I I'm with you. I'm gonna say let's 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 say six. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna talk you too far off your line. Okay, six because it is. 
I just don't trust Tennessee. I'm, I'm over Yeah, Tennessee is the part. Specifically, Milton, Milton is, is hot garbage. No, like, Milton's not even the problem with me, dog. It's hypo. It's both. But it, Milton has been terrible. And it, it, I kind of blame hypo a lot. But, like, dude, Milton's been just – he's been horrible. Like, you can't play with him. Uh, we know how good this coaching staff is with a, a better quarterback. So, um, clearly, he's just he just hasn't been what they thought he was going to be. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking at this game. I think, you know, obviously being on the road is a challenge for Tennessee here. But uh, Kentucky's actually f- getting four points here. Tennessee's only favored by four. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, well, I think we both feel pretty bullish on Tennessee here. So Yeah, we, I think we're taking Tennessee. We take Tennessee here. All right. Would you feel any more comfortable? Most of the money is on Kentucky at that line. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, then I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day. Um, yeah, because I'm telling you, man, I think that, look, Kentucky, Kentucky plays them tough, but... If you just kind of sit back and have that first quarter, like, not first quarter, first half, like you did against Bama, if you just put that together, you you should beat these guys. 100%. Because, you know, I, I feel like Kentucky's got that in them, on offense at least. Especially with Devin Leary back there, where they're just like, I don't know, coach, I can't get it done. And he's like, so what are you, what are you telling me? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, son? I think he just got handed off Ray Davis all day. They'll know it's coming. Just, just hand it off to Ray. I can't do it. I'm a choke artist, coach. I just, I think, I think Devin Leary's going to fall by the wayside here. So yeah, I, I think, I think Tennessee. That's a, uh, that's a good call. All right. Well, we're going to move on to look at all this. Oh yeah! Right there in the Rose Bowl. I bet you guys thought I was going to play Sons of Westwood. Definitely not. Playing some RL Grime out here. Go to UCLA. And you know what? UCLA's out here hosting Colorado, so it might as well be a rave. Might as well be a party. In fact, that's where everybody's going to be. They're not even going to be at the game. They're going to be out at the clubs out there in in uh, Old Westwood. So, uh, Colorado, you once had our hearts, you once had our eyes. Not anymore. I could care less to watch this game. You truly have a piss-poor defense. Uh it's just horrible to watch. Uh, UCLA is finally hitting their stride. It's it seems that they they're going to ride with Garbers the rest of the way here. Dante, you know, Moore kind of got his shot. He's, you know, he's got through some some freshman pains, but at the same time, like if you're having a decently good season like UCLA is, might as well just try to win out as much as you possibly can. So they're about to run into a buzzsaw. Uh, Colorado, prepare yourselves. Uh, I've got UCLA by nineteen. Dude, I love it. We're we're dialed in this twenty one UCLA. We're oh, 21. Yes, yes, this is good. Twenty. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, there's not much to say here. I think UCLA is a buttoned up team. Um, Colorado is uh, trash. Look, their record doesn't necessarily say it, and like like the offense isn't that bad, but that defense. You said it earlier. One thirty out of one thirty. Yeah, they, they they couldn't stop the, your grandma from running it in. Like it's the just, shine, the shine's starting to come off a little bit. Um, oh yeah, that new car smell is gone. I think with Dion Smart, he won't play Travis both ways. Um, but that's whatever. He, maybe do whatever you want. But I think he he's proven he can't hold up um, in in games, especially at the end of games. And so, um, 
Yeah, I think I think this is going to be pretty straightforward. I think the only the only challenge you have is is the back door when we're talking numbers this big. Um, but let's see what uh, what Vegas has. So Vegas has uh, has UCLA favored. Obviously, uh, they're favored by seventeen here. So we're we're both on on the UCLA side with this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Let's do it. I'm, so, I'm smashing any team that has a dang heartbeat on offense. So, Over Colorado, dog. It's just sixty-two percent of the bets are on Colorado, but oh my! But, however, eighty percent of the money is on UCLA. So I guess the the big dogs are, are, are going with UCLA here, um, mm. which I don't know. I don't know what that means for us, but but uh, I, I agree. I think I think we're we're starting to see, especially I think Colorado, like as the season wears on, injuries happen, and honestly. His, that team might quit on on Deion, at least some of the players. Um, you know, you buy. Well, they all, they already don't love football as much as he does. He's true, and then you start saying things like that, and then all of a sudden you have that Stanford game. I mean, he's growing a beard too. Guys yeah, he's, growing the beard out. Oh my gosh, dude, he's looking like a first term president. Uh, super super hobo ish right now. It's not struggling, really struggling out there. So yeah, the stress right, we'll, is the stress is hitting him. We'll take seventeen. That's good. We can push if we get if we get that seventeen. So we'll be okay there. Okay. All right. That leads us into, oh, buddy. Oh, I am all but too excited for this one. That leads us into, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot express too much. I, I To the extent of what you would know my heart to be in the season of joy right now, I can't even put it into words. So I just got to let you know. We are introducing to you for the first time this year. I know. Can't contain the excitement, baby. Pack 12 After Dark. Oh, hell yeah! Yes! We've got number 11 Oregon State down there at the. Tucson, Arizona! Oh my god! This is, this is phenomenal! I mean... Really? Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plum. I can, I can, I can! Hmm! Welcome to the Pac-12 After Dark. I've been waiting for it all year. And finally, we get ourselves one hell of a delicious matchup. I mean, Oregon State is going down there to the Tucson to battle one hot Arizona team. And they're not the only hot Arizona team going on right now. Shout out to you, Diamondbacks, for knocking off the Phillies. Uh, Buddy, Arizona's the place to be right now. And here's the deal. Oregon State is ranked 11, yes. They got a good little defense. They're sitting right outside the top 10. This seems like, hey, this is this is for us. We're ready to party. Let's go. No. This is Pac-12 after dark, friends. Not that easy. This Arizona team weirdly beats a Stanford team that was, up until recent knowledge, hot trash, 21 to 10. Okay, not great. And, you know, Arizona the past few seasons has been known to be like, meh, like not that great, right? We all think this. Wrong. They lost to Washington 31-24. to Whoa, buddy. 
Then they lost to USC 43-41 in two overtimes. Whoa, buddy. It's out there playing with fire at this point. And then they go and play their third-ranked team in a row in Washington State. And I know what you're all thinking. Hey, it was a little crazy. We were ranking Washington State that high, right? Hey, brother, Washington State is a decently good team. They're hanging with the best of them. Arizona beat them 44-6. to That's tough. And what the past two weeks before that taught me was they can hang with a good team. And lo and behold, look who just walked into town. Oregon State. I don't know. This game is feeling super Pac-12 after dark. I mean, it's all the makings are there. Just, it's in Arizona. It's late. It's right as people are going to sleep. They're like, there can't possibly be another great game on. What is there? Pac-12 after dark? You bet your sweet ass is Pac-12 after dark. Oregon State. I'm putting you on upset alert. I have Arizona to win by five. Well, I was... I was going to go with Oregon State here, uh, probably six and a half, five. So we'll just we'll just call it a pretty close to a pick 'em. Um, I I I, uh, I didn't account for how crazy that crowd's going to be and how fun it's going to be. So I don't know how many points that's going to give them. Uh, but I, you know, I think I think Arizona's offense can score some points, and I'm curious. If there's anything that's going to stop this Oregon State team, I think this Arizona team could could sneak up on them. So I agree, but uh, I still think they should be favored closer to, to six to five. So let's call it a pick them together, uh, yeah. and that I, I can almost guarantee you, I Oregon State's going to be favored. I don't, I can't imagine they would. Oh, hundred percent. I don't uh, doubt it. But they are only favored by three and a half. <laughs> Which which is actually surprising me. I could have sworn just put that number next to their name. No sir, no sir. Not not at Pac twelve after dark. Not there in the Tucson Arizona. These guys are calling for the wrestling. upset. Calling for the upset. I like I'm it. calling for the upset. I think this is gonna happen. All I'm right. Feeling, I'm feeling All pretty right. good. All There's right something in you. the water in Arizona right now, dog. Arizona State almost beat Washington. Hell. Arizona almost beat Washington, almost beat USC, whooped Washington State's ass. The Diamondbacks just beat the Phillies. I don't know, man. They're feeling it out there. The Cardinals are kind of playing well right now. I don't know. I don't know. Seems seems pretty Zona right now. Seems like a Zona kind of thing. All right. Let's ride with it. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'd honestly rather root for them anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Screw Oregon State. You freaking losers. It's going to be a tough game to stay up for. We're going to have to lock in here. I'm going to have to... Trade a Red Bull vodka or something. Just I know, to, they're gonna overtime the game's gonna end at three AM. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> it goes to like seven overtime, so I'm like, this is worth every penny of my of the sleep I'm losing. <laughs> oh man. Alright. Well, I think that's that's gonna be it for us for week nine and it Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh baby. This is the stuff dreams are made of. We're going to take it up to those chinks by the lake. I mean, these chinks had a rough offseason. And they're just trying to get to Thanksgiving without being too much of a disappointment. Fat pants on and up 
ham hocks stuffed. But here comes the crab cakes, clam bakes, and the mid-Atlantic cheek quakes. These turpy little cheekers are ready to have themselves a Chicago handshake and take these cheeks to pound town. So grab your malort, grab yourself an old style, have yourself a hot beef sandwich. This is the Cheeks Game of the Week. All right, so we've got Maryland at Northwestern. And, of course, the Cheeks Game of the Week is brought to you by your favorite type of wipe, my favorite type of wipe, hell, everybody's favorite type of wipe, dude wipes. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, Northwestern sucks. I, I'm just going to be frank. They're, 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 carrying most, they're carrying most of the cheek in this game. Yeah, they, they, this is this is a, a pretty hefty one-sided cheek. Mm. However, Maryland, I, you guys are, I almost might want to say... It's like a questionable. Are they good cheeks? Are it's they a, cheeks? It's a it's a damn shame, Kevin. Someone's not going to be able to see these cheeks oh, in person. Oh man, it's it's one of those that Kevin Sumlin would have gotten a DUI two weeks in a row. <laughs> he saw those pairs of cheeks across the field, Kevin, and he would have gone. I'm listen, ready to risk it all again. Listen, we're we're not suspending you because because of the DUI. We're suspending we're you. Suspending you because it could get yourself. worse. <laughs> We're protecting you. We trust Son, you. you might lose your soul in Chicago. We can't have that happen. Too many cheeks here at Northwest. There's too much cheeks, okay? This is the type of cheeks that you would be embarrassed to show your family around Thanksgiving, okay? You can't have this walk in the room. Your uncles might just just lose it. They, they, they can't control themselves. There's going to be some inappropriate language tossed around that dinner table. I mean, this, this is the type of stuff we're talking about. Now, Maryland, Maryland's kind of like... Maryland's kind of like the person that, you know, there there are a couple of bad, you know, things, you know, not going their way, to where they kind of give up on life and they they get fat, they go to those fat pants, kind of like what we're talking about with Wake Forest for a little bit, you know, where they're like, oh, I'll never be fat again. They put those fat pants on and up into the attic, and then lo and behold, look at what you're doing just a year later. That's right, you're digging them back out, you're putting them back on. You thought I'd never fit in these pants ever again. Yes, you will. You're never that far away from these pants. Maryland? Uh, we're kind of close. I think you definitely would go down that route if you lose this game. And I don't know. Maybe this, this whole Kevin Sumlin DUI thing might just... It might be too much. They might be like, oh, a fallen brother. Oh, I don't know if we can play this one, Coach. Which... To me, you could even go out there and maybe not play the game, and Northwestern would just beat themselves. They're that bad. Um, so with all that being said, I've got Maryland at 17. Oh, dude, i got a 17 and a half. Spot on. Oh, yes, sir. So you know what? Let's, you know, I don't even care what, what all these other lines are. We need to celebrate ourselves. Those are all the ones that we had that we were in lockstep with. So good, good. Stuff, good you know, we're, high five to you. Battled in here. Uh, so are we? Are we doing what we did last week? We're going. We're, the cheeks is just bound to just be insane. So we're just going to go. Yeah, I guess. Opposite. I guess let's go opposite. So, so Northwestern seventeen. 
Well, no, it doesn't work that way. It's just whatever, whatever we're the opposite of the, the bet. But yeah, I guess that could, I mean, in theory, plus seventeen for Northwestern. So, like, they just, so if we're on they Northwestern lose side, by more than seventeen. Correct. If we're on Northwestern side, or if we're on Maryland side, then we take Northwestern side. Oh, if we're God, on this would be versa. this would be tough. I don't even yeah. know if I could give them strikes if they lose this for me. <laughs> so Northwestern, like, Northwestern, I already think so low of them. Maryland's only favored by thirteen and a half. Oh. oh. So we gotta take oh, no. we gotta take Northwestern oh, no. and they gotta not lose by two touchdowns. Oh no. I don't know if they have it in them. We gotta trust the Cheeks, man. We gotta trust, we yeah, gotta trust. I guess I, I told myself I had to start doing this, so And even if all logic and reason defies what we're doing. It's the Cheeks, the, yeah. The, the Cheeks the Cheeks God showed us last week as soon the, as yes, he slid. The Cheeks God saw our sacrifice and they said, Okay, brother, we'll give it to you. As soon as he slid and those cheeks hit the ground, <laughs> Pitt was going to lose that. The cheeks that. giveth and the cheeks taketh away. <laughs> this is this is our sacrifice to the cheeks. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll do it again. Um, all right. Then I guess we're taking. Jeez, I'm taking Northwestern. Get, get to so many times this year, you've made me pit against the, the the teams I hate most, like Vanderbilt. Like I had to take them one time. Now I got to take Northwestern. Like ugh. This is the cheeks no. that's making you take it, not me. I don't. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Maybe I need to get this out of my mindset. I got to have a crap mindset about this because the cheeks gods will know this, and they'll be like, "Oh no, he's not a. He's not really willingly sacrificing. He's doing this against better judgment. Yeah. We must punish." Well, hopefully, hopefully the cheeks god will have a, a good talk with the YouTube TV gods so we can get a, a the, the solid quad box at that. Oh my god, my afternoon's going to be delicious. Yeah. It's delightful. Truly. Delightful. delightful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, one, one last little tribute question for you. How, how much do you think Florida State's going to be favored against Wake uh, on the road? What's in Salem? 23. That's pretty good. I, I think they should be favored by, like, 38. <laughs> no, dude. That's dude, Like, anything over 30, I start getting really worried. Yeah. But I think 23 is fair. Florida State's going to lay the wood uh, if if they can. Uh, Wake Forest is favor or getting twenty points, twenty half points. So just ooh, to, ooh okay. We're, we're not going to put it on the ledger because it's just I'm no. Just, but I will tell you this: if if it's not a little sleepy nooner there in Winston Salem, and they come ready, oh boy, Dave Claus is in for a rough afternoon, bro. Because Mike's Mike's about to sit there and be like, "Hey man, remember all those times you guys thought you were so much better than us." Remember all those times you guys were dicks? And then your fans came after us and said, how dare you think you guys are ruling the ACC? That you're the reason anybody watches ACC football games. We're Wake Forest. We're on the up and up. People watch us. Wrong. I hope they I hope they hang 70. And then people in Winston-Salem are like, oh my God, I've never seen that number on there. <laughs> Even know our scoreboard could go up that high. I mean, it's not like they've been. They, they, they've probably lost by seventy before. Uh, they haven't been that uh, good. Definitely not, not on that scoreboard. That's a newer scoreboard, sir. Maybe of the the scores of your. That's what it was, but not not this. No, not 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 the number one ACC team on the up and coming charts in America. Wake Forest, no sir. They don't. They don't. They don't have any of that. They don't lose. A seventy? No, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I look forward to beating their ass. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I hope it happens. Hopefully we don't have any crazy ACC uh, officiating. Oh, we will. You might as well just lock in on it. <sighs> All right. There's the bet we need to be playing. Honestly, you might as well just take Wake in this game because it's gonna. they're going to keep it close. They're going to try their damnedest. Really, I'd love to be able to bet, like, will Florida State have more than eight penalties? <laughs> yes. I'm going to slam. They're going to have, like, 30. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy, Jim. I've never seen this, but Florida State's been hit with a all-time record high of 25 penalties in a game that they're winning 42-10. to 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, I think we're gonna have a good week here this week. I think I, I'm feeling. Yeah, I like good. it. We're I like trending back in the right direction. I, I feel like we can have a clean sweep here. I'm feeling real good about these numbers. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. Well, let's let's get back on next week and let's see where that's at, brother. I'll throw a little parlay out there. Oh, oh, you better calm down, son. You talking about parlays now? <laughs> Don't get me excited with a good time. <laughs> Yeah, could be a little payout. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see how the week goes, and uh, I'll see you back here sharp next week, guy. You ready for that? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll have some more things to look at. That's right. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this segment. Also, I'm going to give it to you. The the promo cuts you have, phenomenal. I, I got to I got to pull more on my end. I got these janky little recordings of me. I got to I got to start getting them primo style like you got, but. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Good work out of you guys. Thank you for listening, uh, and we'll catch you here this time next.